1: plus we got a lot of crazy news my friends mark milley confirms the quote-unquote treason phone call with china which i would say uh colloquially in the personal sense uh yeah treason he betrayed this country he called china's military and said everything you're doing every con here's what happened mark milley's like hey you ever see that tim pool guys show you know he won't shut up about thucydides trap and the fear that there's gonna be a war between the two nations don't worry we'll never attack you after everything China has done, Mark Milley on October called them and said, Don't worry your pretty little faces about it. Which basically gave them carte blanche. And then they continued to put pressure over the past year in the South China Sea, sink in Vietnamese fishing boats as they've been doing. Now they're now they're being seen up in Alaska because Mark Milley's like, Don't worry, and even if we do attack you, we'll give you advanced warning. Milley then had, according to this report, a a secret meeting to subvert the chain of command. The Hill reported this, saying he had a meeting with senior official officers telling them to report to him to try and circumvent Donald Trump's orders as president, which Alexander Vindman, of all people, said is usurping civilian authority. And we heard from the DOD in the New York Times story would be a military coup. Now, that's big news, right? But we didn't lead with that. You know why? Because we were just talking about this literally before I turned the camera on. Breitbart said that politics is downstream from culture. I think politics is irrelevant. Culture is everything. And the cultural story is that Nicki Minaj has been suspended from Twitter. She's a massive celebrity with ma- with tons of 22 million followers and probably millions more fans. And she re- she was retweeting Tucker Carlson. She was calling the media liars. What happens? She gets suspended. So I don't know if this is gonna be any, uh, uh big wake-up moment for a lot of people. I mean, Kanye West came out and was spitting facts at a lot of people as well as, uh, you know, some crazy stuff, but that's Kanye. And maybe this won't be the biggest story compared to like a general staging a coup against the president. But how many people in this country are sitting there going like, did you hear about Mark Milley staging a coup? And how many are like, yo, they suspended Nicki Minaj. What? How many people heard what she had to say? and It had a big impact. So we got to talk a lot about this. We got to talk about politics and culture. We mentioned it on the past few nights that politics doesn't even matter at this point. I don't even I don't even you know what I'm thinking about it. What's the point? Right? We got all these old laws. There's like funny books called like old laws still in effect. Like you can't bake an apple pie on Sundays and put it on your windowsill in Massachusetts. And it's like, well, of course no cop will ever enforce that. Why? Because our culture changed. We no longer care and it would be ridiculous. So even with the law on the books it doesn't even matter. With judges in the Supreme Court, it doesn't even matter. So let's talk about it.
2: We're hanging out with Jack Murphy. What's up everybody? It is a Wednesday, which means 50-50 chance I'll be here on Timcast. Heads, I call heads. Here we are. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I have so much to say about what you just said right there. But first thing I want to do is invite everyone to come have a Jack brunch with me on Sunday, 926 in New York City. We did an event. Actually, it's gonna be in Jersey City, just so you know forget the vax ma- mandates, forget the vax cards, forget all that. We're not going to New York City. We're going to Jersey City. One stop outside of New York City.
1: No vax mandates?
2: <clears throat> no vax mandates. Well, Vote with your dollars, hey, ladies Tim and Dylan gentlemen. Tim Villain could have done that. He certainly could have. He still can. He still could have. Uh We have fans of Jersey City and in New York City, so we're going to Jersey City to get everybody there. We had an event in Chicago uh last week. It was tremendous. It is open to everyone, women and children, wives and girlfriends friends men and boys so please come down look it up jackedbrunch.com or follow us on twitter at jack brunch we're going to new york next weekend we're going to tampa we're going to nashville austin denver seattle new york la san francisco we're going all over the place. You guys are going to come. You're going to come in DC. We're going in February, on February 27th, 2022. You all are invited. You're going to come to brunch. Is
1: that a weekend? It is a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: Jacked right. brunch. Check it out. com. Follow me on Twitter at Jack Brunch. What's your name? I, think-
3: I am Ian Crossland. <laughs> Ian Arthur Crossland. Ian Arthur. My middle name is I like Art. It.
2: Art. I had Did no you know? idea. I was named Ar- after
3: like my grandma's brother.
2: You're Ian Eak.
3: Yak, I used to think, that went through my mind a lot when I was young, yeah. Yeah. Yak, why couldn't my last name start with an N?
2: Yeah, you'd be E-N-E-N. That'd be so cool. So cool, man. Well, there you go. Good to see you, You brother. You too, Jack.
3: I'm so glad you're back. I am too, I like how that rhymes. Every other Wednesday
2: is my favorite Wednesday. That's right. I, it's so relaxed, you know? It is. No pressure.
4: Yeah, we are absolutely just chilling. I love when Jack's here. We always get up to no good, and he always enjoys uh, our beverages. We
2: do. We have a very fine whiskey right here today. We what have is a scotch it? whiskey, actually. We have a Highland Park, the dark 17-year-old. Oh. How is it? It is fantastic. Very cool. Tim sent me a message the other day. He texted me. He's like, dude, we got a 40-year-old scotch for you. <clears throat> That's not it. Snash. That's not it. I'm like, yeah, the 40 year one is... <laughs> we got we got some 25s. There's a pair of vans on the floor, but there's no 40, 40 year scotch over mm-hmm. here.
1: It was it surprisingly wasn't that expensive. Well, it tastes like it. Well, no, that one I mean it's a couple hundred bucks. I think that one goes from like 300 to 500 or whatever. But we the the and, and the 40 year is comparable, but we've got some really expensive stuff, even though I don't drink because you know, we want to. We got to take care of our guests. We I, don't I feel very well this, taken care. Of. I just want everyone to know we don't pay the people who show up here.
4: Oh
2: no, <laughs> <So>. can can <laughs> confirm bribe them. You are not paid. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yeah, nope, no, nope. uh, and that's our business. So anyway, yeah, we got, <laughs> anyway, we can at least give them some
2: some some good whiskeys. It's and, delicious. Mm. And Lydia, I'm looking over there. I can see the henna on your hand. Is that from the wedding?
4: Yeah, so I, I got um, henna from at my sister's oh, wedding. She's henta. married into an Indian family. It's very cool, very traditional. What is henna? henna is like this brown dye. They make it with uh, leaves, and it's like this super, super old tradition. They pound it down, they add a little bit of water, and it turns into like this oil based, weird stuff that stays on for like two weeks. Oh, it's wow. actually pretty impressive. I have
2: a quick question about your friend, your your, your uh, brother, uh, new brother in law, yeah. and a uh, wedding. Uh, I went to an Indian wedding once. On the invitation, it said, wedding starts at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, me and the three other Caucasians that were attending this wedding, we showed up at 6 p.m. Oh, for this no. wedding. No one else showed Too up for early. literally two hours. <laughs>
1: oh, that, wow. that, 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 you, what you're doing right
2: now yeah. is white supremacy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Punctuality. Punctuality. I mean, Indian weddings are an impressive spectacle. Yeah, oh, so yeah.
4: there were a couple different ceremonies, and the, the the second one that I attended, everybody was not punctual, but no one was two hours late. Everybody, <laughs> was, everybody was pretty.
1: <laughs> the yeah. pictures were beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you yeah it looked really, cool. really fun. Yeah right on well Lydia of course is pressing all the buttons I but am yes you. that's
4: what I'm doing over here
1: and don't forget go to TimCast.com become a member we, yeah. are, uh, we are we are we've we been doing meetings for the new show which I think is we're getting ready to launch the Mysteries show really soon um, it requires development on the website to create a new space for it we don't want Mysteries like podcasts to mix up with with news and news feeds. So, we're creating this unique layout for all of our new shows. It's going to look like uh, any other streaming service where it's like the shows are there and you can, you know, swipe. So, we're building that out. And we have a couple of episodes already ready to go. Well, I should, I ready to go, air quotes, like we've been producing them. I'll put it that way. And so, it, it's coming soon. Uh, but you will get the members only segment tonight. So, make sure you subscribe, support our journalists, become a member, all that stuff. But like this channel, subscribe to this channel too, share the show with your friends. If everybody. Watching right now, took the URL, put it on their social media—Facebook, Twitter, or whatever it is—you Minds, Gab, or whatever—we'd we'd be bigger than CNN overnight. No joke.
2: You're already bigger than MSNBC. No question about yeah, that. But
1: on TV, they get YouTube ratings too because they're propped up by the establishment. Oh. That's right. So, I mean, it's true. In the key demo, like we absolutely roast the cable cho- the cable shows, like awesome. not even not even like double, but. When it comes to them getting put on the front page by YouTube, they get hundreds of millions. You can't do anything about it, you know? Let's, let's, let's talk about Ms. Nicki Minaj. Or is it, is it, is it Mrs. Nicki Minaj? She know. married? She oh. had a baby. So this, this just happened. Like literally as we were sitting down, I was like, Mark Milley, traitor to the United States, when I'm slamming the table down, and then we're like, oh, Lydia's like, Nicki Minaj was suspended, and I was like, oh, this takes precedence.
4: Yes. Now,
1: um I don't think it's, necessarily more important than Mark Milley, a general, calling China and giving them warning about U.S., you know, uh, plans. But I do think this is significant. One, we're seeing a celebrity. For those that have been following, Nicki Minaj is tweeting about the vaccine. She's being lied about left and right in the media. And I think this is a major, what should I say? Um, what was that movie where the guy was in the computer, and then there were two pills, and one of them woke him up? Mm. Whatever that was. It's
2: about a word I can't say on this thing here.
1: No, you can say red pill. So it's a major... <laughs> I was making a joke. It's a major red pill moment for a lot of people to see Nicki Minaj being like, hey, they're lying about me. She is married, by the way. Oh, Go right. I'm Mrs. Nicki Minaj. And uh, the same thing happened with Kanye. Kanye comes out and says something reasonable, and all of a sudden the media lies about everything. So Kanye came out, I don't know if you guys saw this, and he was talking about the 13th Amendment.
4: Mm. No. And
1: The 13th Amendment allows slavery in the event of uh, a criminal conviction. And so Kanye was like, we got to do away with that. And they were like, Kanye calls for reinstating slavery or something. And he's like, dude, like they really go over the top with it. So we have this tweet. I just picked up whatever random verified Twitter user who had tweeted about it. Okay, who had Nicki Minaj getting locked out of her Twitter account after reposting, for reposting Tucker Carlson on their 2021 bingo card? Anyone? (gasps) Nicki Minaj. We got some tweets from her so see uh okay so uh stephen colbert's show oh actually it looks like cnn actually said this all right we gotta slow down this is a this is a, this is a crazy story
2: fast developing
1: Nicki minaj tweeted that her cousin didn't want to get the vaccine because his friend got the vaccine and his balls swole up <clears throat> and then he became impotent and his fiance called off their wedding it's probably a ridiculous story. I don't think it's true. Oh, I think it is true.
3: It's it's horrible, yeah, hilariously okay, okay. horrible. You know, it's
1: but like, but but true in the sense like did the vaccine have anything to do with oh, it? Right, exactly. I really yeah, that's no. It, that, that, there's nothing on Vars like the vaccine adverse event where they're like my balls are huge. Like <laughs> no. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do
0: you do when you win?
1: So she tweeted this thing out, and the media then started claiming. Here's what they said in this uh, uh, CNN clip: They said she cited that reason as to why she's not getting vaccinated, which is uh-huh. not yeah. true. Now I gotta say, I got I, I actually had uh, let's say minor argument with the people with with our our friends over at TimCast.com talking about the article that was written up because the original headline was like Nicki Minaj says she won't get vaccinated to attend the, the Met Gala or something, and then people were like, that's not a fair headline. And I, I, I don't agree with the framing either. And we talked about it. So here's what's true. Nicki Minaj said, the Met Gala wants you to get vaccinated. If I'm going to get vaccinated, it's not going to be for the Met Gala. And so the headline used on TimCast was Nicki Minaj refuses to get vaccine for Met Gala. And I'm like, Te- technically accurate. Yeah, but I don't like that because she, yeah. Nicki Minaj said that the reason she's not traveling is because she had a baby. And then she mentioned she's not getting, she's not going, that the Met Gala wanted the vaccines. And if she was going to get the vaccine, it wouldn't be for them. This title, I feel like makes it seem like she didn't go to the Met Gala because she didn't want to get vaccinated. And so we discussed it. And it's like, look, the headline is true. She said she wouldn't get vaccinated for the Met Gala. Like, I don't know what, how else we should frame it, like make a really long headline. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I defer to, to, to your judgment, but some people in the comments posted something, and I'm like, good. You know, I'll let that be known. My thoughts. Nicki
2: Minaj won't punch a Vax ticket to attend Met Gala.
1: Punch a Vax ticket? Yeah, you know, get your Vax done.
2: Just saying, you can condense it. There was a way to do it, but I but hear what you're saying.
1: I guess the issue is you need the proper context. Yeah. The reason she didn't go, she stated some before any of this controversy. Somebody was like, "Why haven't you done an appearance in a year?" She goes, "I just had a baby. I'm not traveling." Then, when they're like the Met Gala, she said they require vaccinated. I wouldn't get it for them anyway. But if you look at the full context of what she's been saying, she didn't go not because of the vaccine. She even said she would get one to go on tour. She didn't go because she's got a kid and she doesn't want to travel. Oh, so now they're claiming one of the reasons she won't get vaccinated is because she, she because of swollen testicles. Stephen Colbert did a whole bit. This is the crazy thing that people need to understand. When Sarah Palin was was was, was you know running with uh, with McCain, Tina Fey, who I think Tina Fey is brilliant did this bit where she's Indeed. like, I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> Sarah Palin never said anything like that. Right. That's ridiculous. What Sarah Palin did say was something like, you know, you know, in terms of foreign policy, you can actually see Russia from the westernmost point of Alaska. And we actually have to negotiate with them on the straight-on trade. So I think, you know, this is a major benefit for the office of the presidency. And I'm like... It's actually a really great point. As governor of Alaska, you have that trade route that goes between the Bering Strait or whatever, and that means she has to work with Russia. What happens? A bunch of my friends are like, oh, man, look, Sarah Palin thinks she can see Russia from her house. So, I'm like, dude, that was, that was Tina Fey. Like, that, wasn't, that wasn't real, and that's what we have going on right now. So now, here's what I think this is important. For one, we got uh, – let, 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 let me shout out some of these people. One person responded with... Because uh, cause Nicki Minaj posted uh, Tucker Carlson. And actually, did I pull that one up? Okay, I don't have that one. She posted Tucker Carlson. Oh, wait, I do have it. I do have it yeah, with a bullseye. <laughs> okay. It's a bullseye over Tucker Carlson's content. And Hassan the Sun says, you know he's a white nationalist, right? Okay, Tucker Carlson is not a white nationalist. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Nicki Minaj responded to him and other people saying like, dude, I can point out when someone's telling the truth that doesn't make me political or whatever. And then here's the crazy thing. When multiple news outlets lied about like the swollen testicles thing, she said, y'all are lying about me. And people started saying Nikki's on the side of the far right. So, she you know, she's wrong. If you question the media, you're far right. That's far right now.
2: Yeah. Well, look, Nikki, Nikki is in trouble from the jump. You know why? Because she's young money, young money, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Donald Trump.
4: Yeah, Lil Wayne's
2: based. <laughs> no, for real. She's in Young Money with with yeah. Drake and uh, and Lil Wayne and Nikki. And it's very clear Lil Wayne is a Trump guy. They're clearly on a different tip. Whatever tip that is, they're on their own one. And I thought it was admirable, actually, what she said, which is that, like, I'm not traveling because I have a baby. And I may or may not get the vaccine. But I sure as heck aren't getting the vaccine just to go to some stupid party yeah. with some lady wearing tax the rich on her butt. So, to me, I mean, that all adds up. I do not listen to her music. I probably don't appreciate her values so much. But at the same time, I can see how her associations and her willingness to question the narratives and her willingness to just speak her mind. Wasn't she the one that, like, saw, like, her tax bill one day or whatever? She's just, like, going off on the taxes. I mean, that all makes perfect sense to me. These are just things normal people say. Why is she being singled out? Because she's got millions and millions of followers. Because yeah, it it just, the, way, these are just, w- just, just listen, random thoughts, man.
1: The media is a swamp of full of, well, I don't know if piranhas pr- 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 mm-hmm. live in the swamps or like rivers and rainforest. I don't, know, the rain I don't I know where they really do. live. Yeah. Yeah, but it is a cause. swamp. Somewhere bad. <laughs> with some kind of swamp piranha. <laughs> and if you, uh, uh, you know, look, Nicki Minaj comes out and she said, you know, they don't care about anything she says until she said, pray on it. And make the choice for yourself, Mm. as we often say. And that is the no-no,
2: the no-no phrase. I mean, look, stop me. If I go down a road, I'm not allowed to go down. But the bottom line for me is that I've come to understand that this is a personal choice. And frankly... You know, I don't know where this is going to go because, you know, I'm sensitive to all these things because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm being censored. I'm censoring myself. It's OK, it's okay. Ah! <laughs> I mean, we, that's humanity. You got to censor
3: yourself a little bit as you go. The you
2: point know? is, it's like, look, it is it is a personal decision that's now not being allowed to be a personal decision. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty much the bottom line. Uh, when I when I think about it and I think about whether or not I should do it for myself or my kids should do it for themselves, those are independent questions. If somebody is bullying me into doing it, my first instinct is just be like, nope. I, I think the vaccine mandates do that. Just no. I've seen tons do of people. not bully me.
1: Tons of people tweeting now because of the mandate. Okay, if you're going to spill the bottle. Tons of people tweeting now because of the mandate, never going anywhere near any of this stuff. Yeah. And you know what? The response on the left is like, well, you were never going to do it anyway.
2: And no, that's not true. I would me, seriously consider. I have all of my vaccines. Mm-hmm. I just got a pertussis booster. Oh, my. Right, like I had to do that when my kids were being bored. We, we, we but like a, your moms are the mother in laws. The moms they all had to get a pertussis booster just to come in and see the baby. Mm-hmm. No one re- batted an eye at that.
1: Right. Here's here, here's the issue. When someone is like, after twenty eight years of research, and we have this vaccine or whatever, or decades, and then we've come to a legislative decision after many votes and oh, many
2: hearings on it. That's the key phrase: legislative decision.
1: Right. Well, um, when when I elect somebody. And they say we're gonna have a hearing in the, you know, Senate committee on X and it's having to do with vaccines, I'm like, these are all normal processes that I can watch on TV, yep. can hear the arguments, yep. and then there's a vote on it and it's put through a legislative process. I'm like, you got it. When there's <laughs> when there's long term data and stuff. So here's my issue right now is a vaccine mandate by decree, get out of my face. Well yep. not playing oh, well no no okay. no no yeah because you shut up being. because i, I want to let you finish your thought there's no medical exemptions there's no religious exemptions and now you can see the government is giving exemptions only when they're scared like to so the, the med- postal service no that's not true that was that was that was debunked
2: oh was it yeah sorry but
1: the nurses in new york they were running short on nurses because nurses were refusing to get vaccinated and then uh the courts reversed it saying okay if you're a medical worker you're good now because they were like people are quitting and that's critical infrastructure i'll put it this way when someone's like we have a hundred, we have hundreds of years of data on like polio and kids have like a 20% chance of like disability and it like by the time you're 50, you know, you're negatively impacted and we have this vaccine fine after a long period of time that I get. When a, when an executive just comes out and says it and we have no long-term health effects or risk for, for pregnancy because it, the FDA insert doesn't include. It's like we, we don't have data on that. I can respect someone saying I'm going to wait. You can't come to me and try and get in between me and my doctor. That's my problem with this that it's like, I th- I honestly I think the vaccines are safe, you know I I don't believe a lot of the, the 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 high you know stressed out sensationalism you hear like swollen balls or whatever I don't I don't believe it sorry I certainly think there can be adverse events and some of them probably rare and extreme don't get me wrong, but regardless I'm gonna do my research I'm gonna go talk to my doctor what do we have now leftists. These people claiming to be libertarian socialists are anything but walking in between me and my doctor and saying, shut up, don't listen to him, go get the vaccine. And I'm like, can you get out of my way so I can ask this guy, like, what he, what he thinks? Cause, you know, Howard Stern comes out and he's like, <laughs> Joe Rogan's doctor's a moron for prescribing him this medication. And I'm like, Howard Stern, you're not a doctor. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: How are we going to sit here and have them say, you're not a doctor, you didn't do research. And then I'm like, neither did you. So when I, when I tweeted, Don't just pull into a parking lot. Go talk to your doctor. Get him on the phone. Ask him the questions you got to ask him. People were like, why would you do that? You're scaring people. I'm like, yo, literally people on the left telling me that I was wrong to suggest people talk to their doctor. That's where we're at.
2: So a few things there. One, the thing that comes to mind first and foremost here is that there was no legislative process. Okay. Okay. Requiring all corporations of 100 employers or more to have their employees be vaccinated sounds to me like a law, right? It is. And a law should be negotiated, discussed, debated in public and voted upon by your representatives that you send to Congress because it's going to affect basically everybody. 80 million people, I think, is what the target was with that 100, million, 100 and, uh, and, and up incorporation. I think
1: they said it'll affect 100 million.
2: 100 million? Great. Yeah. So what this is is a prime example of the way that the administrative state and the judiciary have stripped the legislation, the legislature of all their power and basically ended our democracy. Okay? You have administrative state executive branch agencies that create a rule. Then they, they, it basically becomes law. Then somebody files lawsuit and the judge rules on whether or not that law is right. That is how, or whether or not that rule is right. That is how laws are being made in America today. Dude. Independent of the legislature. We do not have a democracy that it, it is gone. The republic is gone. Yes. When the executive branch, administrative offices can make a rule, someone can protest it in the courts and the courts rule on its validity and then it becomes law that way. That means our republic is dead it is dead it is gone it is history and we now must move into a phase what i've been calling now refound or die
1: so so what kind of government do we have it's not we a, have a
2: technocracy
1: it's it, it's not a technocracy um, you know, technocracy typically
2: is a reference to rule by technology, right? No, 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 by technocrats, by people who believe they're experts in their field that they can scientific method their way to perfection, that they can resolve all human conflict and issues if we just try harder, legislate harder, but administer harder. That's that, that's that's not what we have.
1: Well, that's what the vaccine is. It's a piece of science. Te- te- technocracy mm. is typically referenced to, like, you know, a, a rule by those of of of, of science, Google, and technology, Facebook. Yeah, that's what the is. That's what OSHA is doing. But, no, no, but Joe Biden making an OSHA rule isn't technocracy. It's something else. It's it's akin to look, it's so tyranny. Look, it, yes, let's let's break this down in, in the in the classically liberal democratic fashion. Our government works uh, as such. We we elect a representative for our our area. They go and have a meeting where they draft a bill, say, we want this to be law, that goes goes from their committees into the greater chamber where they vote on it, and then the executive signs off on it or vetoes it. If there's a veto, and this is how most states work and how the federal government works. If they veto it, then you need a greater majority in the legislation to overrule him. Here's how it works today. The executor, the executive, the sovereign, drafts a rule to the people saying, you must comply. And the people are, are allowed only if negative, negatively impacted to question that law. And then the courts, as you mentioned, will weigh as to whether or not the negative impact is, is, is justified, is, 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 w- would justify striking down the executive decree. That's very, very different from my representative drafts a bill. It goes to committee. There's a debate on it. There's hearings. We're at the point right now where Joe Biden has done this on more than one occasion completely shutting out the legislative and judicial branches cuomo did the same thing so it's more of you can argue that what we still get to elect the president or whatever sure fine but that doesn't change the fact that we're no. it's there's no there's no democracy when when you you appoint a a, a sovereign i mean it's it's basically
2: electing a king it's basically electing a king is what we're doing we're electing a king every four years a guy that can just make decrees he can make decrees that are backed up by his minions and backed up by the courts and the police and the police. It's a, uh, it's really frustrating and sad and scary. If you want to really learn about it, look up Dr. Marini. This guy has written in tremendous amount on the administrative state and there's, it happens in every domain. It happens in education. It happens in finance. It happens in healthcare. It happens in security. It happens in policing. It happens everywhere. And it's just—it's literally getting worse. Each pres—I don't know the stats on this, but I'm—I'm I'm assuming this is right. Each of the presidents is increasingly using executive orders on top of uh, you know, to best the guy before him. More executive orders, more executive orders, more executive orders, and with Congress at its standstill, there's no legislation. One last point on this: when the legislature was founded, legislature was founded in America. They would the de- the details on the laws would be like six hundred tons of this, forty two tons of that, a thousand feet of this, ten miles of that. They were as specific as yeah. possible. Now it's just like you know, protect the workers, and then let the administrative state figure out how to do that. Now it's uh, disorderly conduct. You can be arrested for anything. Yeah,
1: the cops can walk up and be like, "You're being disorderly. You're <sighs> obstructing justice." But let, let, let's let's talk about the process by which this uh, vaccine mandate can be implemented, right? So a Ben Shapiro tweeted, there's no force in this country that's going to be able to implement Biden's vaccine mandate. You know, once your company has 100 people, then you got to test weekly. Snitches. There is. Snitches. There, Snitches. there is a force that can do it. For one, yes, if they do bounties, mm. you know, if they're a, like snitch on your, your company and we'll give you a reward. But uh, it's, really, it's really simple. I mean, it's the IRS. It's The IRS simply says every year when you file paperwork for each employee, you have to include their their proof of vaccination with your tax return. And if they're not vaccinated, your weekly test of theirs, which is fifty-two per employee times a hundred, which is just a ridiculous cost at for a, a company at a baseline,
2: at a baseline, at baseline. of hundred. Yeah.
1: And if you don't, if you miss one or lose one, fourteen thousand dollars fine. And it's going to be per, on you per incident. That's what I'm saying. If you have fifty-two per person yeah. and you miss one, fourteen grand. Imagine yeah. you got an envelope full of the with all the papers for the fifty-two weeks of proof, and then your dog eats it. Well, there's 52 times 14,000 they are going to tax you for your small business or large business.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, though.
2: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Now, here's the question. Do you think law enforcement will come out to serve, uh, uh se- property seizures and arrest warrants for tax evasion
2: when the IR- They don't you, have to. They don't have to. You know what? They can just lean your account without doing it. Without even police action. They just- No, no, m- no I, but I understand. lean that. your finance. But,
1: but I'm asking if tax evasion is, is- is- you're criminally charged. Yeah. Because what happens is you- you- you get fined, you know, the IRS fines you, uh, you know, 15 grand, right? 14 grand. And you don't pay it. And they say, you know, you're in debt. And then you try to get around it. So then they put the pressure on you. I'm not saying they would do this. They can enforce it this way. But I'm just saying if a warrant was issued due to failure to pay taxes or some, some criminal liability to find within the tax code, do you think that cop is going to be like, for, for the vaccine mandate, that's wrong? Or they're going to be like tax avoider?
2: Of course, tax avoider. Yep. Yeah, they just get their marching orders and they go do it. And they probably won't even get an order to be like, this is for the, max, the vaccine. This is just a tax avoidance.
1: They're going to say this is a business who owes us $200,000 in taxes they've been avoiding. They've been given multiple warnings. We've seized their assets, but now they're trying to obfuscate their debts. How about this? What happens <coughs> if a company tries arguing that, oh, this is the proof of vaccination? And they say, oh, that's fake. Right. No, I'm in trouble. So
2: so uh, I have oh, man, a bunch of points. I remember in the in the late nineties my first job was working for a consulting company that was still doing savings and loan bailout work from the eighties. Wow. So an entire industry was built around what happened with the savings and loans in the eighties. An entire industry has just been born, just been birthed. Around the vaccine mandate, around around vaccine compliance, around vaccine audits, around uh, testing audits, and like all, all the and negotiating and litigate like that, this is a massive industry that was just created overnight. And there's a thousand million consultants out there jumping at the bit to start their own business about in, in this field. But the thing that troubles me the most about this is that Biden knows that he has no legal constitutional standing to do what he's doing, and the way that you can tell that. Is that each part of their plan is like comes out of one weird, obscure angle. One bit comes out of OSHA, another bit on the housing part comes out of the CDC. Makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And all of it says is that they pretextually need, want to accomplish something, and then they go about finding the way to get that done rather than using their constitutionally granted powers to exert the things that they've been elected to do the whole thing is a freaking joke the whole thing is tyranny we are not living in a republic you do not have the choice your representatives did not debate this there was no debate on the floor there was no vote you did not consent to this and now it is being enforced upon you and it's not going to be by gun it's going to be by liens and seizures Right. They're just gonna snatch your stuff. They're gonna, you're gonna, go gonna have your to your bank. You're gonna have to hire lawyers and accountants to fight this back. Your second amendment rights don't have anything to do here. You're not gonna be able to defend yourself with your AR-15 against an oncoming onslaught of police coming to get your stuff. You're gonna have to hire no, AR-15 no, no, worth of no. lawyers and accountants to protect no, 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 no. yourself. You're, you're, you can't defend your, your bank account with a gun. Mm. Right, that's what I'm saying. You have to, your second amendment here is being able to hire lawyers. Being able to hire accountants. To defend you from these liens and seizures that are gonna come. $14,000 $14, per
1: incident! And so, what I believe would end up happening is, take a look at the eviction moratorium stuff. <sighs> it's gonna be, Damn. it's going to be cops enforcing this, and they're gonna say, dude, I don't know what you're talking about, this says failure to appear, this, you know, you, oh. you, you had a summons, this says tax evasion,
2: dude, you're a criminal! I have a story just like this. I when I got doxed in 2018, I was in an ongoing online dispute with my former employer and I tweeted out to them. I said, you think I'm going to go into the dark quietly? I'm going to burn this whole thing down figuratively. Of course, it was figuratively. Mm. It was singing the blues. Okay, what happens at 11 o'clock at night? Bang, 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 bang on my door. I'm in bed. My kids are in bed. I go downstairs freaking butt naked. And there are two detectives with the with the badges hanging around their neck and a bulletproof vest and the and the windbreakers on. And they had eight and a half by eleven printed out a sheet that just said, "I'm going to burn this whole thing down." I was like, "What are you here for? What are you here for?" The tweets, dude. We're here for the tweets. We're here for the tweets. They didn't know why they got sent. Yep. They didn't know the context. They didn't know that I was in an ongoing dispute. They didn't know that I was a writer. They didn't know that I was literary in my word usage. They just had a tweet. And they don't and, care. And an eight and a half and 11 blow up of my driver's license. And they were just like this. Is this you? Yes. Did you say this? Yes. Step outside. That's what's going to happen a million times over and over again. It's scary.
1: Yep. So uh they can't enforce it. Ugh. And I think, you know, people shouldn't get caught up in this one particular thing either. The eviction moratorium was government theft of property. at at, at a national level, government theft of property. And you end up with the – here's why I'll I'll tell you this. There's there's a lot of hit pieces that will come out and be like, Tim Pool claims to be center-left. And it's like, well, yeah, because I can literally talk about my policy positions and what that means for being left libertarian. But is Hassan the son a left libertarian? No. He's in favor of the government seizing your property, of of the government, the authority – taking property from the working class away from them. He's in favor of executive decree mandating people be medicated. Same thing is true for Vosch. They're not libertarians. They can, you know, respect for Vosch coming on the show and having these debates. But he says he's a libertarian socialist. No, he isn't. He celebrates the government mandating forced medication on the people. Okay. now I get it. If it's a legislative decision, there's a democratic process of liberty where it's like we've come together to have a discussion about what is right for the community. Some people won't like it. But, hey, in a republic, you don't always win. And that means some people will still have to abide by an authority, but not authoritarianism, which would mean my view is, oh, vaccine mandates. If there's a long process, if there's long term studies, if it's been argued out in 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 the in the public and we are not in a state of panic when we do it. Authoritarian mm-hmm. position is the executor and sovereign shall decree the plebs do as they're told.
2: Man, you keep using this word sovereign. The people are the sovereign. That's the point. I know. It just it just <laughs> when you say it you you trigger. Are <laughs> you triggering me each time because the people are the sovereign? Now, I understand that in cases of emergency, the executive needs to act in a way that um, would solve time problems around the legislature convening to debate and to legislate, right? Okay, and that and that concept is born of the fact that when John Adams had to go to the Constitutional Convention or whatever, he had to ride a horse. It took him, f- you know, freaking four weeks to get there. But today, yo, okay, Thomas Massey will explain this very well. That the legislatures could be in D.C. in a matter of hours. It's been eighteen months, or Zoom right there's been it's been 18 months and they have not convened a session to my knowledge Mm. on the floor of congress to be like hey y'all what should we do about this corona thing maybe they should what do you mean maybe they should (laughs) (laughs) should just do it (laughs) gd they should do it gd they they should do it It guys i'm sorry people The absence of your legislatures legislating and debating on these things that impact your day-to-day life is a sign you're living under tyrannical rule. It's tyranny. They don't care.
1: (laughs) They just voted Newsom in. They love it, bro. They do. You gotta admit, these people are sitting there with their hands like this with a boot and they're going, (laughs) just licking it and then they're smiling while they do it. And they're like, why won't you lick it? You know what? You wanna know what it is? You ever see this video where the guy's in a mall he or he's, he's, in a, he's in a supermarket? Get me hyped tonight. And he's got a mask, and there's a woman filming, and he's stalking her around, yelling at her for not wearing a mask. And he goes, "Is anybody else mad that we have to wear masks and she doesn't?"
2: Oh right, let's get her.
1: And that explains a lot of it. Yeah, not all of it, but a lot of it. There are people who are like, "Well, if if, if I don't, you know, uh, uh, help the, the the authoritarians, then they'll come after me. So I have to do it." Then when they get mad, they have to do it and see someone else who's not doing it. They get angry. Right. They're like, well, I have to do it. you do, too.
2: You know, it's weird. I've been flying quite a bit. I was just in Chicago for Jack Brunch, jackbrunch.com. We're going to New York next weekend. Come check us out. And uh, I don't wear my mask at all in the airport. The only time I wear it is when I go through security and then as I'm going to get to the gate when I go on the plane. And you know how many, I've been to Miami, I've been to, uh, Las Vegas, I have been all over. And do you know how many times anybody's ever said anything to me? Absolutely zero. Mm. It seems like nobody in the airport really cares until you actually get on the plane. And on the last flight I was on, the, the captain came out and instead of the flight attendant making the, uh, the little spiel, the flight, the captain comes out and he's like, look, I'm supposed to say this real long thing, but I'm just going to tell you the way I see it. And he goes, we have to do this. And if you turn my flight attendants into the mask police, I'm going to throw you. I'm going to send you to the cops. He's like, basically, he was saying, it all sucks. Please don't make my flight attendants who are just trying to earn a living. Turn into some sort of mask Nazis like he didn't say I had to ask my wife afterwards I go did he say mask Nazis (laughs) because (laughs) because that was the vibe that he was putting out right the captain when have you ever seen the captain get out of the cockpit come into the corridor and make an announcement pre-flight I fly a lot so. You don't fly anywhere, do you? No, I
1: used to, I, I used to fly twice a week.
2: Okay, right. But, but yeah, not premium, recently.
1: Premium, platinum, top tier. I've, I've seen the, the captains come out.
2: Yeah, totally. And, uh, and I'm sitting up front as well, too. But it's, it's it struck me. Not, not for something like that. Because I've been, it's the flight attendants reading a thing. But like, nobody in the airport wants to enforce it. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to enforce these things. And back in March of 2020, when the first. Mass- I, I think you're wrong. That's possible. They do want to enforce. It. I haven't. I haven't seen it, felt it, or anything. I think let they me, want me, it me, to me. be enforced, but no, no one they, really wants to. Yes, do they it. do. They do want to enforce it. Who, who's they? I mean, the, the guy who
1: came out and literally said, "I'm enforcing this right now." But Jack was just saying he didn't. He seemed like he didn't want to be he there. Was he de- would-
2: seemed to me he was defending his flight attendants, which no, is I the think- problem. Which is the problem that I have with all this is that all these mandates have deputized normal, ordinary people into becoming the police, and these people want
1: to do it. Yeah. Let me explain no. something. So, uh, a story you may have heard me tell. When I had a friend say, I wish I could do what you do. I want to travel the world. And I say, okay, buy your plane ticket and go travel the world. Yeah. And they were like, well, I don't have the money for it. What do you mean? You got this fancy apartment in Brooklyn? Like, oh, well, I mean, you know, I don't want to lose my apartment. I'm like, because you don't the, – the, the, you want – the apartment more than you want to travel so when someone says i want to do something but they won't do it they don't want to do it when someone says i don't want to have to do it and they literally do it
2: yes something made them want to do it defending his staff that's what that's what i felt like his motivation was and i can appreciate I, i can appreciate that i can appreciate not just like i don't want to be bullied into taking the vaccine i don't want to be bullied into bullying my own staff to do things what would happen if he didn't do anything he would be cited and fined. Town By who? Sales. By the TSA. How would how would the TSA even know it happened? Somebody would report him.
1: And then he'd be like, you know, we didn't even know he was doing it. We yelled at him. He wouldn't listen.
2: Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Or
1: how about this? He just says, I don't care. I'm not so sure look, about any of that. I, but look, I've noticed the it's enforcement
2: a, it, is invari- is variable, too. I had one guy be like, you must put your mask up in between bites and sips. And he said it like five times. In between bites and sips. And then on this other flight, they they just don't care. So it's it's individual in some ways, but I hear what you're saying about collectively speaking. No, as an individual, that man wanted to enforce it on you. I think you can have so you can have conflicting wants. Like
3: I want to eat a sugary cake, but I also want to be healthy, so I don't eat the sugary cake. This
1: guy, I'm breaking it down very very simply, had a choice: <laughs> enforce mask policy or don't. True. Now, just because his motivation for doing so was external coercive pressures, does not mean he 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 didn't want to do it.
2: He wanted to more than anything else. You're highlighting the major issue here, which is that the government is putting us all over the fire. They're saying basically if you want to drill all the way down what you're saying there, what you're saying is that guy wants to feed his kids. And the risk is, is he's like, look, I can feed my kids or I can come out on the mic and be like, please put your masks on.
1: I think that if
2: and that's a terrible, horrible, crappy thing to do to a guy, a private citizen, a guy just working. I hate the fact that he's been deputized to enforce this nonsense by threat of not of starvation of his children.
1: But but see, that that,
2: what are you going to do if someone said I'm sorry, someone said to you basically do this or your kids are going to starve, Tim. Where are your morals then? Let there be
1: troubles in my day so that my children will know peace. Thomas Paine said that in common sense. Anybody who's willing to sacrifice the future of their children doesn't actually care about them. Look, I get it. They say, Tim, you don't have kids. You don't understand. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll just tell you this. I tried quitting Fusion. You know, when I worked there and they were doing woke garbage, I went to the president and said, cut my contract. I don't want to be a part of this. And he said, "Mm, well, you know, we'll come back. We'll talk about it. So I couldn't do anything. And I can respect that. Like... I did not agree to enter a woke company and do woke garbage. And then once they started doing that, I said I won't do it. And so I didn't do it. And they basically just had me in golden handcuffs. If if, if I was a pilot and they said do this, I'd say no. You they like Well,
3: did fire you right away.
1: I mean, okay, I mean, get fantastic, get
3: great. But it's not fantastic for people. That's Dude. the problem. No, no, I, no, understand, no I understand. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, this, I don't
2: care. I understand this black and white like division. I I get it. I totally get it and I'm in a luxury position uh where I can make the same statement. Uh most people are not. Most people are not. And I, in fact, in fact, my luxury is running out because the mandate now is going to be that all varsity athletes in high school have to get a vaccine in Montgomery County, Maryland where my kids go to school. My son is a, is a, is a high school baseball player. My daughter is a high school high school rower. And if they want to continue on in the sport that they love playing for the school that they like and that they go to, they're going to have to get the vaccine. What am I going to do? What do I do then? Tim, I tell my kids forget baseball, yep. forget crew. Yes, man. I wish you, it were, love I the wish system. it were, I wish it you were that love the
1: system more. No, you,
2: no. Then tell your kids not to play baseball. What do that, that's like telling you not to wear a beanie and not to do this show. No it isn't. Yes, it is exactly that. No one's mandating I get vaccinated to do this show. But if somebody put a gun to your head and said, Look, you're gonna die or you have to take off your fucking beanie, excuse me. I take it off. If 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 that's if, the if, fa- that's that's the same thing for a kid no, in high school no, who wants dude, to play dude, varsity dude. sports, who his whole life as a kid has been like, I wanna play varsity baseball, baseball is
1: not real life. But baseball is not survival. Baseball it is something trains is trains people to sure, become sure. adults if and it is put, a
2: path to success. It is a path to scholarships. And is you is care it, more about that than your kids. No, I care about my kids because those things are valuable. You care more
1: about the fact I could play baseball than the health and choices of your kids and their freedom. If, someone, I, I, if I I, went well, to first skate of all, park, they don't have the vaccine. If I yet. went to a skate park and they said you can't come to a skate park unless you're vaccinated, I'd bet like, I ain't going to a skate park.
2: I know but I will go word.
1: into a cur a parking lot.
2: Go to another parking lot. There's no other
1: place to play varsity sports. Then stop playing. You see, this is it. If you give people something, they will have something to lose and you will own them. That's from the villain in fast Fu- Fast and Furious. So 4. your
2: solution is to never have anything valuable to you? No. That's 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 a Kathy Newman. What oh get is, out of here. That's an inside joke and that was a major insult. You ready to go? I didn't I didn't say <laughs> you can never have
1: anything valuable. I'm saying when your family's being coerced, you stand up and say no. And you're what you're saying is, well, they're gonna make my kids do it, and the system in place that they control and the things they've given me are more important than my sovereignty. So be it. It's you not, it's, you, it's not you that can simple. choose to it's live not that simple, dude. You can you can buy a farm. You can choose
2: to work hard and you know, be and and it's be It's not that simple, man. You know what? I wish I had that simplicity. If it were up to me, they'd be homeschooled and playing private club ball all the time. But guess what? I've been divorced for 12 years. I don't have sovereignty over that particular issue. I can't just pick my kids up and move them across the country, right? I don't have sovereignty. Yes. So You're, what am, So what am I supposed to do? Your issue is that the decision over your kids and the
1: school they go to isn't yours. Correct. It's the states due to a conflict with a yes, next wife.
2: yes. So the whole system has got me down, man. And so what am I supposed to do? Is my line in the sand going to be taking away from my children the thing that they love the most?
1: Well, how old, how? Well, I don't. Do you want to say how? Fourteen or sixteen? My, if I was me, yeah, I would do it in two seconds.
2: You would tell your you would tell your kid that you have been coaching in baseball your whole life, that you have taught how to throw, how to pitch, how to bat, and you've talked your whole life about them being on a varsity sport and going into college to play Division one baseball, and you would look them in the eye and be like, just throw that away because daddy's got a political position? You think your kids being forced to
1: undergo a medical treatment is a political position?
2: The statistics show very clearly that if you take the vaccine, you're pretty much going to be fine. The yeah. statistics also show if you don't take the vaccine, you're pretty much going to be fine. So I know that this is nothing but bullying. It's nothing but bullying. And they have found that open wound, that open nerve, that one thing that I can't fight, which is the happiness and success and fulfillment that my children feel. They won. You're, they, a, you're dude, a slave. They've won. I know this. Yeah. So what am I supposed to do about that? Tell your kids stop playing baseball. <laughs> dude. Just wait till you look your own sixteen year old in the that's eye and be fair. like, "Daddy's that's got a political point to make," so you have to be miserable.
1: No, that's that's an oversimplification. No, it's it not. Is, yeah, it is. It's fair to say I don't have kids, so so perhaps I don't share, uh, you know, understand the emotion you're feeling. But uh, let there be troubles in my day, so that my children will know peace. It's not a political position to defend freedom and stand up against tyranny. That is a responsibility, especially for an American. <laughs> but it's being the one baseball and being a fa- a successful baseball player is more important then choose
2: that and oh, just God, say you're it. you're so simplifying it, man. Sometimes men and boy, boys and men need a vocation in order to become a mature adult. And right now, for my son in particular, being a baseball player is how he's learning responsibility, how he's learning discipline, how he's building his body, how he's learning about nutrition, how he's learning about risk-taking, how he's learning about courage, strength, loyalty, being a good teammate, What's competitiveness. More important? All those things
1: are more important. They're more important than personal freedom and sovereignty. When I don't have a choice. You do have a choice. You just
2: don't want to admit it. Mm. You don't want to admit it, bro. Actually, actually, at the end of the day, I'm not going to have a choice. You know why? Why? Because if I take this all the way down to the final road, she's going to go to court. She's going to get a court order. The court's going to bring in their physician. The pediatrician is going to say that the the kids should get the vaccine, and the judge is going to order it, and that's going to be that. And you'll have stood your ground. Well- I have stood my ground so far I, I, and I do anticipate standing my ground as long as I can, as far as possibly long as I can until the absolute last drop dead point where I have to like rip the dreams out of my kids brains and hearts and crush them and make them cry in front of me. That is, that is, that is I as like, far as I'm willing to go.
1: And how many conversations, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people who are like, I want to travel the world and produce documentaries and work for these companies and I say, well, then you've got to make sacrifices. And they say no, the state should give me the money. No they shouldn't. How about you get rid of your apartment you like so much? But I've worked so hard to finally get my own place, to have my own place to call my home. I deserve this. And if I want to be a journalist and travel and travel the world and do these do this do these things, I shouldn't have to sacrifice having a place to live. Yeah, but and that's, you know that's some
2: bitch ass shit. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's This r- is this is life. No- that that's nothing. That's nothing that is that is making decisions between i want to drink beer or i want to drink water i want to work at this or i want to do that that is somebody's choice okay we're talking about government compelled vaccines and medical procedures you have procedures. a choice to fight or capitulate and i to. do and i will fight it as far as i possibly can but of, i'm i what i'm doing is i'm i'm acknowledging that that i will do nothing but fight and it will all be in vain because i know the entire system is built against me i am fighting tim I'm fighting I'm making, every single day and I'm going to fight. You know who I'm talking to right now if you're watching? I'm going to fight all the way to the end. Okay? You know who I'm talking to. Point, I'm going to fight all the way to the end. The point I'm making
1: is that I, I do not accept people coming to me using words to, 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 to uh, state how they feel about something and then immediately doing the opposite, proving everything they said was bullshit. When someone says, I just wish I had chocolate cake... And I'm like, there's all the ingredients in front of you. I'm not going to make it. So you don't really wish you had it. You're not willing to do
2: what you need to do. I totally understand that. I totally understand that. If the vaccine had a 20% rate of paralyzing kids, obviously this choice would be much more clear. Right? The negative side effects of the vaccine are almost the same as the negative side effects to getting corona. It's They're they're very close. We're talking about 99.9% of this or 99.9% of that.
1: Did you see the study that said that there's a higher risk of myocarditis than- Yes, I
2: I read that. Of course, I have a history of pericarditis. I have a history of heart inflammation. I am completely zeroed in on this issue in particular. That study was preprint. It was- Look, I tweeted that study. I was like, yes to this study. It was preprint. It was not peer reviewed. It was only on 120 day hospitalization rate and it didn't, it had some stale data. Okay. It wasn't perfect. People have been tweeting out like it's been perfect, right. but it wasn't. A
1: lot of it, a lot of the stuff people have been tweeting out to counter the vaccine mandates are like imperfect.
2: It's all imperfect. And this is why I want more time. The rate of change in the data is still so great. But let's, let's, let, let's slow down. This is not about the vaccine. No, this is it's about, about being compelled by the government to do things that you don't want to do. Exactly.
1: And so the issue is the issue the issue, the issue is
2: is do I want to make my political point for the uh, uh, on the blood of my children, no. or do I have an alternative route where I can make a political point that has more impact with less negative side less negative side effects? And maybe I'm fucking cucking out, excuse me. Maybe I'm being a bitch in this matter. You just said the F word. I, think. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry, dude. But uh, but but like my point is is like <clears throat> sometimes. The cost benefit analysis when it comes down to it, when it's your kids' hopes and dreams. And for me, I have alternative avenues, right? Like I have a show, I have an audience, I have influence, I can make things happen. I haven't I have a way to impact the world that doesn't revolve around me sacrificing my kids. Well how are you
1: sacrificing your kids?
2: By if if I if I refused them ultimately, at the end of the day, if they were if the only choice they had was vaccine or athletics, and I said no athletics to them, that would be sacrificing them.
1: But there's other ways to engage in
2: athletics. Uh, one one would one can. Yes. If you move to Florida, if you move to West Virginia, if you move to Texas. But again, I'm hamstrung. I'm screwed.
1: What do uh, what? Do the kids That's wanna, how they win. What do
2: they want to do? What do the kids want to do? They want they want to play varsity sports. and They don't want to be bothered by this.
1: Are you, uh, how do they, how do your kids feel about getting vaccinated?
2: My son, you know, he's as based as it comes, so he's kind of like, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. My daughter's like, I don't care, I just don't want to be hassled. Yeah,
1: this is how because it, they're not
2: informed, they don't really know.
1: So this 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 is why I quoted the Fast and the Furious villain when he said, "Give the people something to lose, and you own them." Imagine what life would have been like for you and your family 300 years ago. You wouldn't be having this conversation. You'd be like, if my kids are going to eat, they're going to go break their backs in the fields all day with me. Yeah. Now you're like, my son needs to play baseball.
2: Don't mock it like that. No, I'm, not,
1: I'm not trying to mock it, but I, let's put it. In, there let's... are
2: very few places in this world today where a young man can learn virtue. Okay. Competitive sports is a place where you can learn virtue, courage, honor, loyalty. How about an MMA gym? Vax mandate in DC, bro. What what am I supposed to do? They're boxing me in in every which way possible. Well, without leaving the uh, learning virtues, practicing virtues there's, there's, is there's, is a, a political statement in of
1: it to itself. There's three states out within like an hour of D.C. I mean, actually, Virginia and Maryland are with like literally in dc basically you just minutes, some yeah. some you can live in dc and like cross the street and be in in maryland or virginia indeed and then it's an hour to west virginia where they don't have these things and yeah. you could go to like a, a gym or whatever the point is man what i'm saying is yeah it sucks but if someone tells me like these things are wrong however baseball is more important i'm like just say it
2: oh character development virtue yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, development.
1: Okay. yes all of those things through baseball that your son learns are more important than re- like standing up to you
2: talking about building for the future building a child that is virtuous is courageous is honorable is loyal is loyal is perhaps more important for the long term than making a political stand in a in a losing battle today it is a tactical retreat so that you can be stronger and better for the future Yeah, but if we go this
1: route, there's not going to be a stronger, better future. It's going to be continued capitulation by more and more people who refuse to make a stand.
0: Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary.
1: BGW, void, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Look, I'm getting texts that the comments are calling me blue-pilled and teaching submission and stuff like that. Fine. F- I'm, you, I'm sure f- people f- are telling me I don't have F kids you guys. F you guys. Okay? okay? Wait until you're in my exact particular position and you have to make these calculated decisions. This is why they're doing it. They're doing it to ag- make us go through agony. Yep. <sighs> Life is uh, agony. I I, I told you the story about
1: the wolf and the family I read. Story I told a lot because it really made me think. There was, I read this uh, article about a uh, a family was on a beach and it was by, they were by themselves when a black wolf started walking down and the, the father saw it and panicked. And then all the kids, it was like three kids, the mom and the dad, and they they swam out to a rock that was like, you know, 20 or twenty to 50 feet off of the shore. And they were huddled together on this rock, shivering as the wolf paced back and forth, terrified, begging for help and praying that someone would save them. And I'm like, man, I wonder what would have happened if this was 300 years ago. No, for real, I mean, would, would the father have even brought his wife and daughters with him in the first place? If he did, because they were going to the beach, because humans like to go to the beach, maybe they'd be working and fishing. And the wolf showed up, what would the, the dad would have done? I don't know, drawn his single shot flintlock and his sword and said, stand back family, wearing like leathers of, of some sort? Or would he have, you know, cowered as well? I don't know, maybe it's romanticized in the past to assume that the father would have been like, take the kids and run and then drew his sword and stared down the wolf and said, You know, and if the wolf charged him, he would have fought to the death to save his family. In the modern age, you know, I was thinking about this, how like we walk around with literal thin, like less than a millimeter thin cloth. You know, back in the day, people, many often would carry weapons and wear hide or furs or leathers, things substantially thicker to protect themselves from the elements. We're so safe and coddled. We snap our fingers. We get food. We go outside. We wear shorts flip-flops totally soft-bellied and and unprepared and more and more people in these cities are giving up their rights to self-defense and the right to keep in bare arms and i'm not saying i'm not passing a moral judgment i'm just saying i wonder i wonder how different things would have would have been i wonder what our ancestors would say about us today when they would hear these stories you know and it's like i gotta make a decision between having my apartment or having my my accomplishing my goals or i have to make a decision wow. between owning this refrigerator that's got a tablet in it or the dishwasher that's going to do the extra scrub cycle and i'm like are these the problems that you know we, it's it you know i've been th- i've been feeling more and more that we're we're in behavioral sync when the problems of our day is that the the government is is is, is has be has gone from a republic of elected uh, officials gathering together to legislate on our behalf for the most part and our uh, hearings and our discussions and the journalism challenging these things it's gone from that to an executive ruling by decree and people now are saying but dude i love those chicken wings you know so if they mandate it i'm just gonna say fine i I, you know i know i'm opposed to the mandates but i really want to perform at this club and it's going to make money for me so i'll just do it there are a lot of people right now that yeah. I'm not going to shout anybody out because there are some people mm-hmm. I have tremendous respect who have been hitting me up saying that when the mandate started passing in these cities, they started canceling their shows. Jim Brewer did it. Some other comedians. Christy Mayer
2: did. Who did? Christy
4: Mayer. Yeah, she did.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah. And there
1: you go. Look, guys. Sacrificing income. L- and let me comforts. just make
2: things perfectly clear, especially to you know who if you're watching. I'm going to fight this until a judge orders me otherwise. Okay. But for the sake of argument, I'm expressing all my emotions and my feelings about this matter. I am agonizing over this. This is existential, okay? It's historic. This is about our country, our values. It's about everything that we're doing here in our society. And I am fighting it. And it sucks. And it hurts. And it's hurting me. It hurts. You ever hear the story of, uh, it
1: was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. His wife was captured and used as a prisoner of war in an exchange. There's this viral meme that goes around about everything that was lost by the the, the, the signers, and it's exaggerated. I w- actually went through the list, and I sought to fact check a lot of this stuff because I wanted to make sure I was accurate when I was talking about the sacrifices made by those who signed the Declaration of Independence. Um, I think only one guy was killed. Some were imprisoned briefly. Most, uh, not most, but a handful lost their homes to British occupation. One guy had his wife. They they went to his house, ransacked, it, took his wife, and held her as a prisoner for a prisoner exchange. So these guys, uh, I think it was John Adams who has a quote where he said, like basically paraphrasing, "We're going to lose, and we're going to lose everything," swearing on our, you know, our, our sacred blood and honor, you know, to stand by this. And they thought they would lose everything. And you know, the thing is, the founding fathers didn't just put up their names and their treasure and their homes; they they put their children on the line and their wives <laughs> okay. on the line. But this to is die. this
2: is something that I have thought about extensively, which is the conditions for winning. Are not present. Okay. I am not going to be the one at Gallipoli that jumps out of the trench and runs into a machine gun nest just because the generals haven't figured out a way to create the conditions for victory. In 1770s, the conditions for victory were there. Obviously. The risk that they took, the risk that they took wasn't in vain obviously okay
1: the conditions for because victory exist th-
2: they do not
1: they 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 do
2: currently at this moment in time yes but okay then why aren't you down at the white house throwing a coup
1: what, 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 how is that a condition for victory? How
2: are you going to win? What are you going to win right now, Tim? Tell me what are you going to well, win? Well, for the one
1: thing, we 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 just filed for two different nonprofits. One is a fact checking. That's not
2: winning, dude. That's fighting. I'm talking about the conditions yeah, right, for right, right. winning.
1: The conditions for winning require you engage in the conflict.
2: Engaging is different than sacrificing. So, 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 I will right, not. Let's let's I will stop, not stop, martyr stop. my children in a hopeless cause. At Seman- this point, we're having in a time.
1: semantic problem. You're arguing that there's literally nothing you could do right now to flick a switch and it would all be over.
2: Correct. We need to okay, we need to change the conditions such that a martyr type activity could lead to a victory. We do not have the conditions. Martyrs right now would just be jumping off a cliff. That's it. No gain. So no gain.
1: What's to be gained by keeping your kid in baseball?
2: Creating a virtuous man that has talent and opportunity. There's no other way to do that. There are other ways to do that. There are other ways to do that. Yeah, that's true. Why not choose those? I won't have a choice. Court a judge is going to order me. Sure,
1: sure. You so you can stand up and and get to I that point. I will stand up
2: and I will get to that point. And, and I will get to that point.
1: And 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 if it were me, I'd say thank you your honor have a nice day. And I'd walk out, you know, pat my son on the head and say, "All right, you know, that this is the this is the way thing goes. We'll 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 keep pushing through because sometimes you don't you don't win every battle, but you you don't lose your head over it." So I would say you don't got to, like if it were me, I wouldn't be angry. I wouldn't be I mean, I'd be like Angry, but not in the sense where it's like you're energized by it to the point where you're you're yelling and stuff. Like if it were me, I'd be like, "We got to be tactical. We're pissed off for sure, and if we lose this battle, we'll keep pushing on." If uh, if it were me, however, I'd say baseball's out. I guess. Look, ultimately, I think someone who's 14, I think in this capacity, you, you should ask your son what he wants to do, and if he says, "I accept this and I will play baseball," I say, "All right."
2: Well, I mean, ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to.
1: Yeah, and then I I would say okay, you know you're 14, and there's certain things I wouldn't let them choose to do, and some things I'd say, you know, ultimately it comes down to this. I genuinely think the vaccines are safe. I I I I there's a lot of people who think that there's a lot of you know crazy adverse reactions. We talked about the Nicki Minaj stuff, and I'm like, I honestly think these kids are going to be fine. Um, I think the reason we see such high vars reporting is because of such a high vaccine rate of vaccination. It is, as you stated, a political conundrum where the executive is taking over and we're trying to push back against it. Right.
2: So you've correctly addressed the calculus here, which is, this is not, I'm not going to uh, ultimately give in to tyrannical power at the expense of my children's health. Okay. If it were specifically about my children's health, I would fight it gunpoint. Okay. Okay. To the end, to the death but the truth is this is not necessarily about their long-term health. Like right? take the vax, you'll be fine. Don't take the vax, you'll be fine. This is all about politics. So the question now is is I'm going to make a political statement versus that. If it was a political statement versus their health and well-being, that's a different story. And that's nuance. how they get you though. That's the that's, that's the nuance.
1: This is, this is and again,
2: I'm fighting this. We're just having a discussion. I'm throwing this out there to be open and honest so that other people out there who are having these similar feelings can relate and know that they're not alone and that we can talk and share about the the barrel that the government is putting us over and the way that they're torturing us with this, which I, I, is why I'm talking about all this.
1: I remember when I was on uh, – in, in the 2018 Rogan I did with Dorsey or whatever, at the end of the episode – you know, towards the end, I said, if you keep doing what you're doing, we'll get to the point where people are going to be shooting each other in the streets. I don't know. I don't remember the exact quote I had, but I was like, it's going to get crazy. And, uh, well, this stuff started to happen. But yeah. I, the point I made was I'm building a van yeah. and I built a van and I have the van <laughs> and I was like, and if I have to, I'll take my van down by the river. Yeah, you will. And there's a I lot I remember
2: of- that video. I remember you made a video where you're like, I'm literally getting in my van and I'm going down to the river and that's that.
1: So the, the point I'm making with that is not, some people have been like, Tim's talking about abandoning and no, 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 no. I'm saying there is nothing you can take away from me that would make me re- re- stand down. You, like, you would have to physically remove me, put me, lock me up, do whatever. If it came down to actual, like, civil, civil war and, like, real conflict, they'd have to, like, drag me into, you know, kicking and screaming into a pen or something. And so, yeah.
2: Yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. Shall we
1: talk about something else? I think we yeah. should. Okay. Let's talk about uh, this ethics violation for AOC. Good conversation, though. Yes. Check out this story. There's, there's, there's a two-fold story here. AOC is a hypocrite and a liar. We got this from TimCast.com. Ethics complaint filed against AOC for accepting free Met Gala ticket. AOC wore a Tax the Rich dress to the exclusive event. There's a lot of people I see who are like, Why does anyone care about this? So dumb. But I'll tell you, this issue of AOC has the left completely fractured. And you can really see who the true leftists are when they call out AOC. There is a hardcore communist uh, cartoon avatar Twitter account that won't shut up and hates everybody because calls everybody Nazis, won't stop ragging on AOC for being a limousine liberal, for being a villain in the Hunger Games. And I'm like, I think these people genuinely are communists when they say that stuff and they call out AOC for being a capitalist corporate shill who's going to a Met Gala $35,000 event. And then you get high-profile leftists who are like, I think it's good she did it. you know, And they're posting this meme, you know that that meme where the guy's like, I think we should improve society somewhat. And then the guy pops out of the well, like, yeah, you live in society. I'm very intelligent. It's like, yo, saying that we should improve, I I love that comic because whenever someone posts it, you know that they're not smart. (laughs) Because saying something like, I think it's bad that, you know, people at Foxconn labs are, you know, killing themselves or had been. And then that was the gist of like the argument that, you know, people on the right were like, oh, these leftists are protesting this stuff, but they're using iPhones. Yes. When you buy the iPhone, you are quite literally voting with your dollars for those companies to continue those horrible conditions. You are allowed to participate in society and you have an option. you buy an Android phone. You can check into where it's made and maybe it's got parts from Foxconn. Or you can try and get a phone that's made somewhere else. Hope that it's not. So ASC is getting a, a ethics complaint. And here's the big issue. Here's where I think everyone should be calling this out. She received a gift of $35,000. Now, I made the argument. Man, I got allergies. I made the argument that uh, it could be considered a consideration for an appearance. Come on. Getting that high-profile progressive 12 million followers. They give her a free ticket. That gives them tremendous value. Mm-hmm. Look at the buzz around the Met Gala. People don't even know what the Met Gala is, and now they do because they comped a ticket for AOC and she got them press. Sounds to me like the ticket was consideration, which is legal exchange of value, in which case she would owe taxes on that and be committing. uh, It's an ethics violation. It might actually be a crime. Regardless, people who are in Congress cannot receive these kinds of gifts. Could you imagine? I mean, what they're doing? Go to go to any politician and be like, we're having a charity event. Everyone gets a, a free meal. You can hang out with celebrities, go on TV. It will be great for your re-election campaign. Now it costs a hundred grand, but don't worry. We're comping the gift to you. Yeah, that's a bribe. Dude,
2: I have a guy in the liminal order that used to work in the Trump administration. And during the time that, uh, he was uh, working there, I kept saying to him, I'm like, Hey man, you know, join up. I'll give you a discount. Join up. I'll give you a discount. He's like, dude, I can't, I can't. He's like, I can't take a discount. To get, it's a bribe. It was a few hundred bucks, okay and the guy refused and the day he got out of office he signed up. Yeah. okay this is this is the level of integrity that I've seen from people working in Trump administration. And then now you see AOC taking this comp for consideration for $30,000 without batting an eye. You got Nico
1: a behind you being eaten by Joe Biden, mind
2: you. That's yeah. a G prime
1: 85 comic. George Alexopoulos is great. And Nico a bought herself. What was like a, was it a million dollar apartment? I
4: thought it was 3 million, but no, no, that's a that Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she's the tax, the rich, okay. Boomer, Bernie shirt, wearing girl who buys herself a million dollar property. And Hassan is the socialist who bought himself a $3 million house. And, uh, you know, my issue with it is the first thing I'll say is congratulations. You're, you know, you've earned your success. You've inspired people. I don't think people aren't allowed to be rich. And I think that for the positions of many of these people, they don't – they're not overt communist tankies like seize everyone's wealth for the state. So they they still believe in getting rich. But there is still this level of hypocrisy where they frequently come out in favor of authoritarians. Not leak I don't know what Nico Lull's all about. I don't think she's even political for the most part. But like Hassan, for instance, frequently comes out on the size, sides, sides, uh, a side of authoritarianism, and then buys himself a massive property. And I'm like, I'm not going to believe you're actually a leftist if you just say things and then do things that are con- like contradictory to your beliefs. AOC accepting a thirty-five thousand dollar gift, and then what does she say? I wanted to show a working class woman of color, you know. Bringing the the, the 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 protest to them, and I'm like, dude, you're in, you're you're there, smiling and laughing and like hanging out with these billionaires and celebrities. The
2: protest would have been, I'm not going. Screw you. I'm out front. Yep. Eat, tax the rich yep. all the rich are inside y'all we should be taxing all of them if she really wanted to protest she should have been standing on the red carpet and as everyone th- walked by she should throw red paint on them and be like tax the, rich, no. tax the rich tax the rich tax the rich throw red paint on them fine but you know what i'm saying
1: but she could have said she could have stood outside got a camera and said i was invited to this event They expected me to accept consideration of $35,000 to come to their fancy event. While I think it's fine, people are allowed to have these events, I said, no, I won't take your bribe, tax the rich, and now we're going to be out. She didn't do that. She went inside. She had her meal, and she had a staff member carrying her dress for ethics violation.
2: 100%. Now,
1: is anything going to happen to her for this? Probably not. She Dude, probably this, got, get
3: like a million Twitter followers for it yeah. or something. Yeah,
1: that's right. She knows, this is, she's listen, one listen. of the
3: people that knows that politics is downstream. She, she says, knows, People Magazine is where it's
1: at, not Politico. This, I mean, the country's oh, you mentioned it earlier, the Republic's gone. 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 Mark Milley, General, can, he's he's oh yeah, I had the phone call oh, with China. Oh yeah, I think that I was, I warned them. I think that was the Milley thing, it's a different topic, but I, you well, the, talk the, about the, the, thing? the point I'm bringing up with this is that we're at a point where AOC can accept basically a $35,000 bribe, okay? And Mark Milley can call the Chinese military and say, you know we're in a conflict that's been escalating and you've been engaging in militaristic actions that we've been telling you to stop doing? We won't attack you. Don't worry about it. So they're pressing on Taiwan. We send in a strike group. They, they they start loading up these missiles, so we we, we div- diversify our, our air force around the Pacific Islands. And then Millie's like, it's, just don't worry, we're not gonna attack you. That that seems like something you shouldn't tell your enemy when they're when they're doing things in violation of international law. He
3: particularly thinks they're not the enemy.
1: I I saw a thing from a couple
3: of years ago where he was saying yeah. they're very powerful, they're getting
1: stronger, but that doesn't mean they're our so, enemy. The point is <sighs> we can watch Fauci lie to Congress, and Rand Paul can have the evidence in a document that says the NIH funded gain of function research, nothing will happen. Lies.
3: AOC he just sat there and lied. Yep. James Clapper lied to Congress. That's right. Those Hillary Clinton emails were That's so right. insane. The Sydney Blumenthal stuff in Libya, so insane with with Osprey global we Solutions. We saw he died. <laughs> I mean, just, it was so, so corrupt. But I mean, the Federal Reserve you so might ask corrupt. It's why so I'm obvious. On a head. It, but what? It's so obvious if you look at it, gotcha. but if you don't look at it, it's not obvious. And people they like, don't they look past it when they see it, they don't understand it, so they don't even see it. I don't know what's going on. I
1: gotta on. I gotta be honest, I don't think we lived in a republic since nineteen thirteen. No,
3: we definitely have not. These people you know they're getting bribed like I mean it's not a legitimate republic. It, there there it's are people republic. there representing,
1: but they're they're getting bribed. Remember when Jay, uh, when Lindsey Lindsey Graham, I think it was, goes out, he's complaining about the election and stuff, and then he goes out and he fist bumps Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah. That triggered yeah. you
2: hard. It's all nonsense. Tax the rich means confiscate private property. All the communists believe they're going to be the commissars. They're all just stupid. I got no problem with uh, a right-wing politician
1: walking up to a left-wing politician and giving a fist bump. I got a problem with them grandstanding on TV pretending like they're morally opposed and then behind closed doors being like, I got your back. I have a problem with people claiming to be fighting for something and they don't actually fight for it. You know what one of the problems is right now? Mark Milley... Uh, should be court-martialed, yes. hands down. Al- Vindman, of all people, tw- I think he tweeted this out. Uh, I don't know where he posted, but I think it was a tweet where he said that if this is true, Mark Milley usurped civilian authority and by breaking the chain of command. The New York Times reported on this on January 8th with an update on the 13th that Nancy Pelosi...
2: What? Well, look, there's a few pieces of, of data missing. Maybe Trump told Milley we're not going to attack China. Maybe he told him that. But that's not what happened. But maybe he knew that.
1: But the issue is, but the reporting is that it was a secret call outside of chain of command and that Mark Milley convened a secret meeting at the Pentagon instructing senior officers to effect, essentially defy legal, legal orders from Donald Trump. What, on the nuclear after, strike thing? Yes, after a call from Nancy Pelosi. Now, what happened was the New York Times reported on January can, 8th.
2: Can we define something very quickly, yes. though? Uh, look, I am not a Mark Milley fan. I am a Donald Trump supporter. I hate Nancy Pelosi. I'm on the, I'm on the right side, but I have questions. My first question is, is what is the actual exact nuclear launch protocol?
1: What does that have to do with this?
2: Because does the president just say launch the nukes and then some guy in a silo turns the key? Or does it have to go from the president to the joint chief down the chain of command?
3: What does it have to do with?
2: Because as far as I read the text specifically, Millie said, if we're talking about a nuclear strike, it, I have to be part of it or something like that, right? Which reinforced the chain of command. So what, or, or what he thought was the chain of command. What is the actual chain of command? If Trump says launch the nukes, where do, what, what is the actual literal next step? Does he know. give the order to the joint chief? So, and then, and then the guy that turns the key has to take the order from the joint chiefs or does he have to take it from the president? This, Hill, is, this is a very important, crucial so distinction.
1: Let's, let me break this stuff down for you. The Hill reported, the forthcoming book says Milley conducted secret meetings at the Pentagon after January 6th. Secret from whom? To ensure former President Trump could not launch a military attack.
2: Secret from the public, secret from Trump. From Trump. To ensure that lo- Trump could not launch an attack. A military attack. So, so specific, look, I'm a Trump guy. I'm not a Milley guy. I just want to have the facts so we can argue the right things. And so he specifically said, if Donald Trump says, attack, you come to me,
1: look me in the eyes right now and swear an oath, you will come to me with this. But he but, but gives but, but, a lawful but, but assume, order to, a, to, a, to, a, to an officer.
2: And then he says, no, you come to me instead. I, I'm not in the military. I have no idea how this works. Uh, is an enlisted guy supposed to take an order direct Let from me, the president, or does an enlisted guy have to take an order from this his is, commanding so officer? Y- you got to stop oh, because officer. I was about commanding to officer. address this okay.
1: before you jumped in. Okay. The New York Times reported that when Pelosi contacted Mark Milley saying she was concerned about Donald Trump launching a military strike, that it seems Mark Milley offered no uh, consideration to this request. And the Department of Defense, several Department of Defense officials were angered by this, saying that if they actually did plan on circumventing the chain of command, it would be a military coup. Vindman said, if this report is correct, that Milley usurped civilian authority breaking the chain of command. I am not saying it is my opinion this happened. I'm saying New York Times reported DOD officials said if they sought to break the chain of command, it would be a military coup.
2: Right, when if they thought to meeting. break the chain of command. But we haven't defined what the chain of command is yet. Vindman said it was. The, but Vindman said that the president can give an enlisted guy an order that Vindman all said, the, that all of the commanding officers disagree with and the enlisted guy has to do it.
1: I don't... Jack, I I, I think your questions are completely irrelevant. Well, are I think really? that you're supposed to only if, answer to your
3: uh, uh, immediate officer, your immediate yeah. superior. And then if another greater spirit comes over and tells you something, you're like, sorry, the, man, the, this the, is my None of
1: this is relevant to my point. That's what um none Forrest of the, None of this is relevant, relevant to my point. My point was that... According to the New York Times, yeah. when they initially reported this, they said Pelosi tried to make it happen, it didn't happen. And so I report that is Pelosi attempts military coup against Trump. And I said, I'm not going to mince words. If the New York Times reporting Department of Defense officials said what Nancy Pelosi attempted to get them to do would have been a military coup, that's what I'm going to say happened. And a lot of people on the left were angry by it. No, that that didn't happen. She was just trying to stop a crazy man from starting a a, a war. And I'm like, I don't care. The New York Times reported this. I'm not going to give my opinion. I'm going to state what the New York Times reported. Vindman says that this report, uh, and, and you don't have to trust Vindman. I'm just making the point that You have many people coming out right now, even people on the left, saying, this broke the chain of command. He gave, he gave information to an adversary without conferring with the president. That seems like a big problem to me. Treason? No, we're not declared enemies of, of China. We actually have, you know, a ton of agreements with them. We're not at war, although we literally are at war. We're not. Well, they're at war, they're
2: at war with us. We're at war with them.
1: We are. Well, they're at, they're at
2: war with us. They're engaging, they're waging war on us.
1: And and, and, not and the point is, we we, we didn't <laughs> declare war against them, so it's just a, an off-the-books conflict, I guess you can call it. But they've yeah. been attacking our critical infrastructure for a long, long time. So anyway, the point is, Milley, according to the reports, held a secret, had a secret phone call with Chinese military telling them outright, all of our posturing, all of our, 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 our ships going through China, we're not going to attack you.
3: That actually makes me think that we have way better ties with the Chinese government than it seems that we're really safe and that there's not going to be any physical conflict.
1: China recently had a strike group go into the Alaskan economic zone yeah. and look, when China says we will... Or right we, up next to the economic zone. I don't right, think they yeah, might, yeah. Do when China says we will take Taiwan, yeah. when China's actively sinking fishing boats in the South China Sea claiming control over it, when they're illegally building military bases on the atolls, and the U.S. can only saber-rattle. And then, the best we have is saber-rattling. Mark Milley, in October, before the election even happened, calls them and says, don't worry, we're not going to attack you. And if we are going to, I will give you advanced
2: warning. Is this not – and again, I'm not a Milley fan. I'm a Trump supporter. I believe China's waging war on us, et cetera. I just wanted to know the facts, Okay. If we're conducting a military exercise, do we not notify our adversaries in advance that we're conducting a military exercise? Wait, 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 wait. Are you asking that if we're going
1: to fire a missile on our enemy to declare war, we would warn them first? An
2: exercise.
1: But that's not what we're talking about. He said, so you need to understand what's been going on all last year. China has been actively pushing on the Pacific in many ways that are considered illegal. Sinking fishing boats, for instance, has been a huge red flag for yep. the U.S. and its and their allies. So the U.S. deploys destroyers into the South China Sea, challenging China's claims over the territory. China's trying to put enough pressure on the U.S. to get us to back down so they can eventually declare sovereignty over the area. One of the things stopping them was that China was scared if they kept pressing, the U.S. would attack. I see. So Mark Milley so is reported in, in, the, in the full report from the Washington Post in the book. They specifically state because china was concerned that the u.s would be prepared to attack them mark milley called them in october of 2020 to warn them not to worry we will not attack you everything is fine and in the event we will launch an attack i will call you and warn you first Mm -hmm. that was him pledging to an adversary in the event war were to break out he would side with them he would give them warning of our military plans yes and by stating that we will not attack you. He completely undermined everything the U.S. had been doing in the Pacific to stop China's encroachment in the Pacific. When China was scared we were, we're going to attack, That ma- I'm not saying war is good. No, it's bad. But if China was like, hey, the U.S. might attack us, you think that's a deterrent? Right. To- so he undermined that completely. Going outside of the chain of command to do so. Secretly, secretly contacting the Chinese military to inform them. And and he said, as you mentioned, Ian, in the past, when he said that China's not our enemy. China's been conducting cyber
2: warfare against us for forever. They're very clearly waging war on us. There's no question about it. I'll tell you my, my number... My number one source. And look, again, I'm just trying to figure out what the facts are right here. And I'm not an expert look, I know a lot of stuff about a lot of things, but I do not I'm not an expert on Chinese incursions into the South China Sea, okay? I can admit that. Uh the the source of my skepticism is the fact that this was reported in a Bob Woodward book. Okay? Yeah. And just if it was really confirmed it. Uh, fine. But if it if it came out last year and it was about Trump and it was about Bob Woodward everyone on our side or on my side at least would be like that Bob Woodward is an idiot and a liar that's that that's yes but he confirmed it uh, fair enough
1: yeah he said it, was, fair it enough. was it was he said it was acceptable and routine and we regularly So communicate may, with
2: maybe maybe it is acceptable and routine
1: then why so so the issue i suppose then is when you've done something that's so shocking once again, you see everyone on the right saying this is shocking, if true, that even people on the left are coming out. Like, that's why I cited Vindman specifically. Yeah. I'm not trying to claim that he's an, an expert and authority on this. I'm saying he's the guy who tried to get Trump impeached or who did get Trump impeached. Yeah. Now coming out and being like, this broke the chain of command. And, but and the, I, aren't like,
2: there also other incidences where, like, we've attacked people? And I think, I think this is pretty common. We're like, we're gonna launch a missile on this, on this base. Like with Trump in Syria. You should move, Warning, some, you, you should move some people out of there. We don't want to kill a bunch of people. We just want to blow up a bunch of equipment. We're launching this missile. Missile's coming. I mean, notifying our adversaries in advance of a military attack is not unprecedented. No. Not in the age of limited war. That's I think the, the issue
1: is that he went around Donald Trump.
2: Okay, I, I, that's fine. Again, I'm let me questions. let me read something for you. I can I can feel the comments. This is in the New back York Times. <laughs> New Don't York New
1: York Times, January eighth, with an update on January thirteenth. They mentioned Speaker Pelosi of California took the unprecedented step of asking the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff about available precautions to prevent Trump from initi- initiating military action abroad or using his sole authority to launch nuclear weapons in the last days of his term. So apparently he has sole authority to launch nuclear weapons, I guess. General Milley has, has appears to have made no commitments. That's what they said in January. We now know that he did. In fact, had a secret meeting at the Pentagon where he, he according to the book, and again, you don't got to believe Woodward, he asked these officers <laughs> to effectively swear an oath to him yeah. that if Trump gave him an order, they'd go to him with it first.
2: Okay, that's, that's the question I want to know. That's the question I want to know. So let me read. Does let the president... Can the president... Yes,
1: I understand the question. Let okay. me read. Milley made no commitments. Mrs. Pelosi's request, which she announced in the Democratic caucus as an effort to prevent an unhinged president from using the nuclear codes, was wrapped in the politics of seeking a second impeachment of Trump. Colonel David Butler, a spokesman for General Milley, confirmed the phone call with the speaker had taken place, but described it as informational. He answered her questions regarding the process of nuclear command authority. But some Defense Department officials clearly resented being asked to act outside of the legal authority of the 25th Amendment and saw it as more evidence of a broken political system. They said that some political leaders were trying to get the Pentagon to do the work of Congress and cabinet secretaries who have legal options to remove a president. Mr. Trump, they noted, is still the commander in chief. Unless he is removed, the military is bound to follow his lawful orders. While military officials can refuse to carry out orders they view as illegal or slow the process by sending those orders for careful legal review, they cannot remove the president from the chain of command. That would amount to a military coup, the officials said. Okay. That being said, if Vindman is correct in saying that this broke chain of command, if there was, a, there was another retire, retired colonel on Fox News who said outright this was an illegal action by Millie, if true, he should be brought into Congress, put under oath, and testifies to what happened. We have people, left, right, military, coming out and saying this was a subversive action against the United States. Treason, we're not at war with China uh, um, formally, in which case I don't think it counts as treason. Uh, court-martialable, I'm not in the military. I wouldn't know if it goes against the, um, the the military code or anything like that. But I certainly think that Mark Milley has acted beyond reproach. The secret meeting at the Pentagon. Now, this one's not confirmed. What is confirmed is that Milley has admitted to this, this phone call with China on more than one occasion on, in October and in Jan, on January 8th. The claim from the left and the mainstream media is that he was just trying to stop an unhinged president who he had seen, who he believed was in mental decline following an insurrection attempt. Except he made the first call in October, according to the reporting, yeah. well before an election took place. So imagine Donald Trump, who's been very, very bullish on you know going up against China. Imagine he won the election. He had already been undermined by the joint, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, who who went around, who went behind his back to contact China, and that's admitted. Now he said it's routine. You know, I talk to the militaries of all these other countries all the time, but there's a lot of people in the military who said not true. Okay, so here's the way I see it. Fine. Maybe it's not uh, uh, treason. Maybe it's not court-martialable. How about we, the people who are requesting an investigation and an and inquiry into this one get it, and we, we we get to the bottom of it. And then we determine whether or not he brought senior officers into the Pentagon to tell them that if Trump gives you an order, you bring it to me.
2: We still, in that article, didn't get a clear delineation of what the nuclear command structure is.
1: Well, uh, I, I, I suppose they pointed out its sole authority
2: of the president. But what is the chain weapons. of command? Does the president go to the key turner directly or does it have to go down the line? That's important distinction. You know, look. Well, so let's put it we, this way. We spent so much time parsing text when it came to Trump and watching the left take things that Trump said that were specifically accurate but then expanding it into being generally inaccurate, and I just don't want us to do that. Like I just want us to be specific and so the, right so, so, and justified so, in our critiques. So the ultimate question
1: is, can Donald Trump Get on the phone to – they don't use NORAD anymore, I guess. But can you get on the phone to a commander at a military base with nuclear capabilities and say, launch, launch, launch the nukes? Yeah. I believe I, the answer is yes.
2: I believe the answer is no. You don't
1: think – Trump? My, my instinct is. I do
2: don't, I don't—I have no other basis. Trump is
1: that. the one with the nuclear football. Who else would be able to do it?
2: Yeah. I don't know. It seems to me that uh, in something that could end the world that we would want it to go down the chain of command from one officer to the commanding, I, to, I the commanding the to the commanding I think the Democrats
1: tried to make that happen, actually. They tried to take Biden's sole authority for the nuclear launch codes away and give it to somebody, give, give it to more than just him. I think it's him. Now, I understand the question is down the chain of command. I I would be surprised if Trump could not call, you know, strategic defense, you know, a commander, a captain, a major, a general or whatever, who has the ability to turn the key and say, this is President Donald Trump calling on the red phone. He could, you know, I'm sure you have to call a general, I suppose, but he doesn't have to call Milley,
4: right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if Milley as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Now here's the important part. As chairman of the Joint Chiefs, he's not active in the military. He's an advisor. He's he's a so it, it's it's collo- it's it's semantic, but my mm. understanding based on the reporting is that as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, he acts as the senior military advisor to the president and doesn't make the decisions himself, which means Trump mm. would not go to him to execute the decisions. Gotcha. He would go to the senior officers, the generals and say, "Do it." For him to come out and be like, "No, you come to me instead." I don't know, man. Uh calling China at a time when we're facing Thucydides trap sounds to me like providing aid to the enemy yeah
2: no, we're not on that we're not on that
1: how about we go to super chats?
2: Let's do it. Maybe, yep. maybe there'll be a general in the super chats who can explain.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh
1: yeah. And so we got a ton of super chats because we said, we all, we all said so many things that we weren't clear on and people are going to provide for us those uh, clarifications.
2: So here Google says the United States has a two man rule in place at nuclear launch facilities. And while only the president can order the release of nuclear weapons, the order must be verified. By the Secretary of Defense to be an authentic order given by the president. There is an hierarchy, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not Mark Milley. It's not Mark Milley. Mm. Yeah. So he has had to be a secret ver- meeting. It has to be verified by the SecDef, and it not have to be verified by the Joint Chiefs, a- according to a preliminary Google search. Yo,
1: that's a military coup, if that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. whack.
2: It's whack. And and look, and my, instinct, was involved. my instinct is to say, yes, Milley and Pelosi a coup treason right. but i want us to be very specific in what we're saying and i'm not going to take anything that bob woodward says at face value yeah i agree yeah. um it's it's not treason it would have they would have to oh, be cause, giving because of the, the enemy yeah.
1: yeah well no no like if if this meeting happened assuming it is and the reporting's correct it would just be I, I think sedition you know against the government
2: oh wait a command signal or watch alert would then be issued to the joint chiefs of staff Oh, okay. The president would then review the attack options with the secretary of defense and the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff and decide on a plan which could range from a single cruise missile to multiple ICBM launches. All right. So there it is. That sounds like the president who is the commander in chief or decides to order the use of nuclear weapons, they would be taken aside by the carrier and the briefcase would be opened. A command signal or watch alert would then be issued to the joint chiefs. Now here's the other question. Okay. So clearly if you read the text very explicitly. Milley says, basically, I want you guys to just make sure that you include me in this. And that appears to be the exact process. Considering we know that he went to uh,
1: one of our greatest adversaries and provided them with key insights into our military plans. No doubt. Do you believe his spokesman when his spokesman says, don't worry, it was just informational and it was just to confirm the um, the, 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 the process, the, the legal process for launching a military action? Now, here's the, here's the other question. I mean, no, 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 hold on. That's what I if felt Trump, like when I read Trump it. If Trump wants to launch a military strike, does he need Mark Milley? Yes. It says no, that's pre- no, 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 a nuclear strike.
2: The president would. Rev- oh, a uh, nuclear strike?
1: Um, if, the, if Donald Trump wanted to send commandos into Yemen, oh. would he need Mark Milley's approval? I don't think so. So that's the issue, is that the New York Times said it was about military action or nuclear strike. Gotcha.
2: Well, as soon as I heard the story, it struck me as being reasonable that the Joint Chiefs of Staff would have to be involved in the nuclear strike decision. And so I think the nuclear thing's the red herring. Yeah, it is. It's the
3: conventional war. Because if Millie's is not supposed to be involved in a conventional war uh, command from Trump, then it's it's and he's telling them to give him that information. Then that's outside the box. Does how, it mean do you, how do
1: you convince people on the left that uh, they say Trump's mentally declining insurrection and we can't let him use nukes when the actual core of, of, of all the articles is that stopping from Trump from military action? Gotcha. We wouldn't nuke China, we'd send in a destroyer and fire some cruise missiles or something, non, you know, non uh, nuclear or whatever. Yeah. So maybe um I don't know, I know that Trump uh, signed off on a bunch of crazy raids and stuff and you know civilians died and all that stuff, drone strikes, things like that. I don't know if he has to get approval from the joint
2: chiefs to do it. I guess my main point in general is not to have amnesia about people that we don't trust say one, they say one thing, and we're like, oh, we don't trust you, you're an idiot. And then they say something that we like, and we're like, oh, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I, I'm looking just for a little bit more rigor. Yeah. Okay. That's all that, the whole point in this exercise is about rigor so that we can be right and we can be prepared and we can defend our
1: positions. So, uh, one super chat that just came in, uh, I'll read, I'll read two. You, I'll go to the beginning, but I'll read these two just for the sake of what we're, we're here. Base player says the president does have sole authorization to release nuclear weapons. Upon the order for launch, the, uh, the, upon the order for launch, the orders and codes are sent to the launch sites. Officers on duty authenticate the codes. And if they are authentic, they fire. Ghost of recon says the joint chiefs have no decision authority. They are not in the chain of command.
2: That's not, that's not what our preliminary Google search. Well, no, 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 no,
1: no, it does. It doesn't say that he's not involved. He's saying he's not in the chain of command. So the issue, then, is we need an under oath inquiry. He needs to testify before Congress, and we need to bring in... Jack Posobiec reported that some of the people involved are willing to testify against him. So we'll see what happens. Let's read some of these chats. Smash that like button if you haven't already, and don't forget bonus segment at TimCast.com. Matthew Hammond says, with the Borg turning against Nicki Minaj, do you think her worldview was shattered? Will she join Kanye at his Sunday service singing gospel music? I hope so. I don't know about all that. Wasn't Nikki one of those people on that bed... With that award that everyone was complaining about?
4: Probably. I don't
1: remember. Remember, like, they had that really gratuitous bed Was she wearing gold? <laughs> and the women were, like, yeah. on the bed, booty dancing or whatever, and conservative. Yeah, she were, was like, in tight gold, though. Let's just that.
2: say Nikki's not one for, you know, chastity. Did she do that WAP uh, um, song?
4: Yeah, I think so. Was that her? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So when when, when folks on the right I are like so. cheering the fact that Millie, yeah. Millie has gone to the left and Minaj has gone to the right, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure that that's the case.
4: That's a fair point.
2: Not exactly sure that's the case. All right. Let's see. What we got here. So many discussions.
4: Baby Leg
1: Bennett says Biden says Millie is a patriot. This begs the question. Who's more patriotic, Millie or Benedict Arnold? Good
4: question. Great <laughs> Question.
1: Alright, Stephen Frost says, I just had to quit my job over vaccine mandates out of principle. My integrity is more important than them meeting a quota for me. Mm. You know, we got to, I talk about chickens all the time. Cause we have eight babies now. We had originally six chickens. We adopted one chicken who was older than the others. Now they've had a bunch of babies and we've got five, they're called black stars. And we've got three, uh, three others that are just, you know, uh, Rhode Island red and an Easter egg and leghorn Rhode Island red. Because we only have one rooster. And there's something real special about growing your own food, eating your own cherry tomatoes and peppers in the morning. And I tell you, people get addicted to easy city living. You're sitting there in your apartment, you're hungry, you press a few buttons, boom, pizza shows up. That's bad for us. I think people would greatly benefit by rolling up their sleeves, going out. Every morning I go out after my first segment I record, I go out and tend to the chickens. Check their food, check their water, check the eggs open up the the free range thing so they can come out and party and do chicken stuff i water the plants then i you know do a walk around the house go back in and get back to work i've got this friend who does like zero waste sustainability and i was thinking about flying her out here someday and doing that here
3: doing like a gray water system or something yeah big time also, when you cook, I cooked, uh we did a show on the Cass Castle where I, d- I cooked a delicious stew and uh the scraps I threw away. didn't even think about feeding them the chickens. In the comments, people were like, you can feed the vegetable yeah, scraps compost. to the chickens. Yeah, yeah you just throw your food in there. Got to make sure that the specific vegetables are okay for the specific yeah. farm. Animals. I watched
2: Thomas Massey's uh, little documentary about his homestead in Kentucky and he said something that stood out to me. He's like, between, we don't compost anything. He's like, between the chickens and the dogs, they eat, they eat everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or they'll eat the bugs that climb on it. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, bah, bah. Tyler Toth, with a throwback, says, It's said that Knowles's collar is still half popped out to this day.
4: <gasps> I believe it. Last
1: time Michael was here, <laughs> one collar was sticking out of his sweater or whatever.
4: I can't believe I didn't notice. I felt terrible. He's an animal. <laughs>
1: All right, let's see. Slavkai says, Where is Ian's new show, The Joy of Cooking? He's giving off some Bob Ross vibes, and his love of cooking is, n- is nostalgic. Love you, you pseudo-hippie. Uh, it is on the way. Is it that, called the Joy of Cooking? I think yes, that's where we're going. <laughs> yeah, I like
3: it. Ian Crossland, um, the Joy the of Cooking, cooking, cooking. Crossland yeah. and friends. Yeah, we'll pseudo hippie. We'll have guests. Yeah, yeah. What we'll is have that? many multiple hosts. It'll be going to be a fantastic time. Nutrition and right. yes. sharp knives and a, a safe cutting. Jeez, yes. I'm going to fix my technique.
2: <laughs> why aren't they giving you your full hippie do? Yeah, I don't the big, the big fro. Well, but why the are fro- you a pseudo hippie?
1: I don't know. I think because it's 2021.
3: Yeah,
0: hippies are old.
1: Christopher Hunt says, is young money red-pilled? Lil Wayne supported Trump. Nikki says something sensible. We just need Drake to talk
2: about the border crisis. There Champagne. You young money. That's what I'm saying, man. She's affiliated with some red pill guys, people that like Trump, people that are going to advocate for some issues that are going to rub the liberals the wrong way. She's on the wrong team,
4: mm-hmm.
2: according Should to them. Out.
1: Samantha Dragon says, Ian, need to look at the uranium short squeeze. It's happening now, brought on by uh, a first of its kind. Sprott physical holding really interesting I short squeeze what was the last thing uh, Sprott. Sprott? how do you spell Sprott?
4: it s p r o t t
1: oh eric miller says tomato is a fruit but it doesn't belong in a fruit salad vaccines are great but not for everyone imagine if trump mandated h c q
4: mm.
1: yeah i think uh, i think vaccines are for mostly everybody you know for the most part i think the real issue is regardless of my or anyone's opinion Go talk to somebody you know and trust, and don't let people get in, in in between. And the problem I have with YouTube censorship is that the left is allowed to get in between people and their doctors, but the right isn't. That's dumb. Go find a good doctor, talk to
2: him; yep. they'll tell you what's up. Yep. I'm getting text messages from people saying it was a good run on Tim bro.
3: <laughs> I thought you. I thought what you
2: were saying was really
3: powerful. But That's what, why what, I was. I enjoyed listening to it because a lot of people are going through what you're going through. Yeah,
2: yeah no, they're just joking because they don't understand that like when we fight and argue about stuff it's because we're just we're they, like we're just are, we're doing it are they
1: implying i'm going to throw you out or something yeah 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 <laughs> oh, that we're done I just gave
2: you very expensive cuz cuz we were we're arguing about something and it gets heated people are like it was a good run on Zipcast casting <laughs> <laughs> <right>. i'm blowing <laughs> up i'm blowing up i'll have it. i'll have an, I'll have an even better about. whiskey for you next time you come yeah out. man <laughs> i want to be here for joy of cooking but you might want to look into uh trademarks on that oh yeah because yeah. we said it out loud <laughs> I, I think it was the julie child's book yeah
1: i think so it's I, a famous i'm, I'm not phrase. set i'm not stuck on a name yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll come up with good <laughs> the good times of cooking yeah, yeah. i like it perfect <laughs> all right sad Warrior says you guys talked about the stanford prison experiment recently and that experiment has been highly discredited the guards were coached to be cruel and some moments where uh acted rather uh some moments were acted rather than real yeah that's what i was saying i thought that stanford thing was was yeah. was was bunk interesting
2: it may be bunk but you've seen it happen in people
4: though yeah
2: definitely you see people get drunk with power you see people like rule follow to tyranny
1: yep x says dude quit ripping on vosh i understand the contradiction with libertarian socialism but he's a good guest fascinating conversations target him less please no He's welcome to be a guest. I'm grateful that he wa- that he's come on a couple times. He he has. I am not going to refrain from criticizing people because I'm worried about not having them as guests. So, uh Joe Rogan and Tim Dillon, I criticize them, you know, over the, the performing at vaccine at vaccine mandated venues. And I really don't think Joe's going to be like I'll never have Tim pull back. Oh, I hate that guy because I said you know like I'm critical of this. I'm pretty sure he's going to be like, you know, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
2: whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, I've
1: if, had actually some of my best interactions with people are after I criticized them heavily about
3: something that they knew. You know, that's the thing is that when when the thing the what you're saying about Tim Dillon, he knows what you, what you're saying has some validity. It's not like you're you're totally missing the mark. So
2: Honestly, Tim, uh, at risk of not getting that good scotch in 2 weeks. <laughs> I got to say that I think he had a valid point, which is I'm touring all over the place. The people in this jurisdiction voted for the people that enacted the mandates and they support it. If you don't want to go to that show, don't go to that show. It's sort of a very libertarian approach in a sense. It's like, I'm going to do it. You can take it or leave it. I'll go over here too. It's not like he's and only...
1: Just don't pretend like you're against him.
2: Right. And, but it's not like he's only exclusively going to places that are, are vaccinated. Why didn't he go to Jersey City? That's a good question. Do they have a venue big enough for his giant well, head? Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know.
0: There are... There are <laughs> I, I mean, look,
2: so the point I
1: made the other day is perhaps he's already entered into contracts and now the mani- m- mandates are out. It's like... What well, look, do?
2: I had the opportunity to do an event in New York City and, and subject my people to the vax mandates. And I decided to do it in Jersey City. JackBrunch.com, 92621. Come on down. It's going to be a great show. Simple. That was my decision. That was my choice. And you know, I just didn't want to deal with it. And I didn't want to give them the tax money to New York City. I don't need to have a venue with a thousand people in it. I don't need
1: to perform in front of a large group of people. And I would be willing to sacrifice my comfort for my principles.
2: But what if, what if there was a thousand vaccinated people that wanted to see you and they would all be willing to pay for you to come to this place where they required vaccines? Nope. You wouldn't do it even though they all wanted it and they were willing to pay it. Would not. No one was coerced. Wouldn't do it. Interesting. Yep. Wouldn't do it. Nope. Ain't going to happen. You know, Tim, you're awfully principled. I enjoy that about you. Yeah. It makes for good (laughs) arguing.
1: To, to to an extent, I think the important thing to point out is like a really good uh, argument was um, talking about like vax mandates, for, like uh, uh, gender-based discrimination versus race discrimination, and how we tolerate one but don't tolerate the other, even though the arguments presented in law are the same. Yes, it's not so much about principles for the most part; it's about like um, moral frameworks. So you can you can look at a structure and be like, I think segregation is wrong. And then they say the 1964 Civil Rights Act says you can't discriminate on the basis of race or gender, and thus you can't have racial segregation, but we can have gender de- gender segregation. So there's an interesting question there, and then people say, well, there's a biological difference between men and women, and then race realists say, oh, but there's a biological uh, difference between different races, and then you get into the, semantic, uh, uh, the scientific argument where people say, oh, races are a social construct, and then all of a sudden you're all over the place. Yeah. And so that's why I'm kind of like, is it really principles or is it, you know, being obstinate? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fair there around. are
1: some things I won't do. I think some things are right or something's wrong, but. So,
2: so we can add to dumb and diabolical. We can add to principled or obstinate. Yeah. It's a great game. It's tough, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit
4: challenging, yeah.
1: All right. Case closed. 93 says, I'm an IRS officer who watches your show, and you need to understand unpaid taxes are a civil violation, not a criminal one. Also, since we can't lean levy unpaid Obamacare, I doubt we could do it for the vaccines. Good point. I suppose um, I'll tone that one down a bit and say they may tr- they may come out and be like you're trying to obfuscate. The point I'm making is if they really want to enforce it against you, they will find a means through the law to do it. Unpaid taxes or avoiding taxes when you try to obfuscate the stuff is where you get into the criminal territory. And they could argue, oh, you're trying to hide the fact that you're doing X, Y or Z. But um, more importantly, the enforcement doesn't need to come from the IRS in terms of them showing up and arresting you. Shutting down your business and seizing your, 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 your funds is one way they could do it. But, you know, maybe, maybe not. Unvaccinated soldier says, serious question, Jack. How do you wear a mask with that epic beard?
2: You know, it's very interesting you should say that. Uh, they make me wear one that goes like this. And then it comes up over my chin and it gives me beard mask, mask, beard, <laughs> mask, beard yeah. mask, beard, like uh beard. Uh, oh, that's funny. Do you have a picture yeah. of the mask beard? No, because it's horrible. Um, And so, so for me, I, I only wear a mask and where I'm essentially required to do it where I can't get on a plane otherwise. Uh, and I got a beard mask. It just it hangs down flat.
1: Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to get a photo of that. Yeah. I got it in my pocket. All
2: right. Here, so. Just fold out. No. Show oh, us. You have the mask? Yeah, yeah. I give to us, have it in my Give us a glimpse. It was in my, it was in my car and I just happened to grab it. I literally don't wear it anywhere, but I, oh, you know what? I did wear it today. I take that back. I had a doctor's appointment. I had to go to the doctor. In a doctor's office in Maryland, you're required to wear a mask. They gave me the choice between healthcare and wearing a mask. Yep. And I picked a mask every time. It sucked. But here we go. There it is. It's like a a pair of pants it looks, like It's a, a it's, it's a big diaper. It's so wearing on my. It sucks. That's cool looking. Yeah. All right, Noel Noel
1: Peabone says, "I get the argument Tim's making though. Twenty years from now, if we live in a real dictatorship, you can look back and say, at least my kids got to play sports." Uh Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking no, of it I from their
3: I perspective. Know. I know we probably already went over this, but I feel like 16, 14, you're an adult. I know legally you're not. But psychologically, I knew what I wanted when I was 14. If my dad took away my opportunity to become an actor because of his politics, I would have hated him, never forgave him, and probably become a a raging alcoholic and killed myself or something. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: Joe Spinella says, Tim... Say no to YouTube and their censorship by ending your show on their platform. Guess what? You won't. You support their system by cooperating in it. Well, there's a big difference between the the government mandating something by decree in violation of uh, our, our laws and our courts and our branches of government and a large multinational unaccountable corporation shutting people down and violating fundamental rights. The difference is... There is an argument to be made about what we have a right to do. I don't think YouTube should, should be censoring anybody, but YouTube also provides free services to people. So there's an argument between what YouTube is it should be allowed to do, what they shouldn't be allowed to do. In this instance, I think it's a call for regulation. Our, our politicians should come in and intervene to stop YouTube from doing these things, and we need legislative action to prevent this. No one has come to me by executive decree mandating like I violate my bodily autonomy in this regard. More importantly, though, uh, you're wrong. We are actively building TimCast.com and slowly removing our reliance on the platform. You may have noticed at the beginning of the year, I cut the amount of content I produce in half on YouTube, and we started producing more content on TimCast.com. So yes, the ultimate goal is I will get off of YouTube as they escalate their unconscionable behavior. That being said, wearing a mask, I don't think wearing masks is that big of a deal. When a private business says it, I don't like government mandates, but if I go to a local store and I have to go there and the private business owner is like, no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service, I put a mask on. About the doctor? The doctor, uh, same thing. Like it's Those yeah, are private practices.
4: Hospital? A
2: uh, doctor is a private practice. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it is it's, technically. Yeah.
1: To varying degrees, there are, there are differences. A mask is something you put on your face. And look, I don't like the mask mandates when people have to work for eight hours. You know, that's that's brutal when it's like I'm going into a building for 15 or 20 minutes and it's the, the the person who works there is wanting me to do it or whatever. And if I have a choice to go somewhere else, I'll walk next door and go somewhere else. If I have a choice between going Maryland, Virginia, or West Virginia, because I do, I go to West Virginia where you can do whatever you want. And there's no mandates. Go play pool. Don't need a mask. Don't need to get vaccinated. You can do whatever you want. We went to we went to Virginia and a lot of places mandate masks and some places strongly recommend them. And so I'm just kind of like it's a minor inconvenience. It's a it's it's a bad move in a bad direction. I will actively do my best to speak out against them and seek out businesses that are more upholding of freedoms. But there's a big difference between a private establishment and a government mandate. You know what I mean? So if Google and all these companies are, are mandating vaccines, I think it's a bad thing we should speak out against. It's not the same as Joe Biden violating the branches of government and our, and, you know, how our country functions.
2: Except for the fact that the federal government has an office in the White House where they coerce the social media companies into censoring content that they find objectionable. That's correct. So the corporations are doing the bidding of the government. Therefore, when you adhere to the corporations, uh, you know, mandates, you're actually adhering to the government mandates and you're subjecting yourself to, to fascism.
1: So, in, in, in our instance, we have created timcast.com and the members only segments as sort of our speakeasy so that we can stand in this place and be like, Hey, everybody, if you want to hear the things YouTube would ban us for, we've set them up in a place where we're moving our business. timcast.com is a bigger portion of the business now than YouTube ever was. And I cut my content down by half. Mm. So I'll be, you know, tr- trying to be reasonable. There are some things that become hard lines, like inject yourself with this. Yeah. And I don't necessarily mean the vaccines. I mean, when someone comes to you and says, Violate your bodily autonomy, okay? Well, hold on there a minute, sir. Like, let's have. I don't know if I'm. It's a, it's a, you can't go back. You can't go backwards from that. Yeah. YouTube censoring people is something I've long pushed back against, and then ultimately, ultimately decided let's start getting away from YouTube, which is why we use Rumble. All of our content is up on Rumble, all of it, and BitChute and Mines. and it's also why I stopped producing half the content I did because I don't want to be on this platform. You so always, it's not. Yeah. You, oh. Not an overnight shutdown. But our intent absolutely is to move to TimCast.com and the Fediverse. You're always going to have centralized
3: <laughs> right. services that censor. That is the nature of humanity. And that is necessary for us to survive is to have local private places and things where you can dictate the rules of what can and can't happen. So we're building the Fediverse out so that we have a decentralized system that can function alongside all these centralized systems.
1: I think Indeed. JP McGlone says Tim is right. The pilot wanted to enforce the policy more than he wanted to lose his job. Why is it hard for others to acknowledge as fact? And that's, that's my point. Rosie Riveter says, Tim can't ask Jack to pull his kids from baseball until he's willing to violate YouTube's censorship policies to take a principal stand against tyranny. I'm not entirely sure what opinion I'm not allowed to have on YouTube that I'm being censored of. Like... There are certain words we can't say that are slurs that we don't even swear on this show anyway, although we did swear this time, but we like, Hey guys, don't swear. We try to, we try to keep things Sorry, like, guys. <laughs> but, Dude, it, but it it's like, was you can't lit. whatever happened tonight was awesome. <laughs> I was so fun to be here. So there's like, uh, the one issue though, is I want to have a conversation with Steve Bannon about his opinions on the election. You can't do that on YouTube. So what do we do? Leverage YouTube to create a space where we can have those conversations not a perfect solution but as I already stated just, I, want, I want to make sure I'm reading the arguments I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: lever- I'm leveraging baseball into, into turning my son into you know a virtuous man do you have options there are some but for him this seems to be the best option
1: the, the issue is as much as we are trying to get ourselves off of YouTube and we have slowly been doing so the issue is YouTube has used their monopolistic power to dominate the space yeah and there is no other option yeah we do use Rumble, Minds, BitChute, and put our content up on there, and uh, it's not as effective as driving people to Timcast.com. But ultimately, we're producing more and more content for Timcast.com with, with the ultimate goal of creating a website that doesn't need to be on YouTube because screw the censorship. Screw the censorship. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I'll put it this way: it would be unreasonable to end this overnight when I'm not when I'm when I'm still on the battlefield. There's a big difference between it coming to a point where there's going to be a hard stop where they look at your kid and say take the shot or yeah. you're out or that's you're out. That, that's literally standing at the edge of the cliff making a decision yeah. for this it's kind of like hey this is a big problem we're facing let's move do our best to to move away from this as fast as we can yeah. so they're not they're not one for one i respect the argument however and yes let me assure you we're actively trying to get off youtube and we have been doing so and i'll say it one more time timcast.com is a bigger portion of our business than YouTube ever was. And by cutting down the content I produced in half, I lost a ton of money and I didn't need to do that. But I did because I didn't want to, because I'm like, you know, we're going to, we're going to start, I'm going to stop producing this stuff for YouTube. We're going to start focusing on building a different business To make something better. So we've got members only content coming up for the Cast Castle vlog, members only content coming up called The Green Room. We've got a new show that is going to be on, you know, podcast platforms and we're putting all of the core stuff. We're trying to make our own version of like Netflix. That's the end result. We'll leverage those systems to the best of our ability in the meantime, but we're actively trying to get off. Were you on the green room tonight?
2: <laughs> That's why I chuckled. When, when he said we're doing the green room, I was like, yep, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, walk, wow. I walk in the door, they hand me a bottle of scotch and a camera gets put in my face. Yep. <laughs> get ready for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Next time I'm going to co- have to come in like prepared for that. Usually I'm not, I'm, I would come in. I'm like, oh, let me get warmed up, etc. cetera, et cetera. Mm. I was on, I was on immediately. No more of that. I was on
1: immediately. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, comments from people saying, yeah, I'll, I'll read one more, because I, w- I don't want to read the same things over and over again. James Nelson says, I have five kids. Tim is right. This is a chance to teach your kids principles of freedom are more important than one season of baseball. To be fair, I don't think you're talking, I think you're talking about a career. It's baseball. a whole
2: entire career. It's the entire varsity sports and National Collegiate Athletic Association, which is the gateway into a million different things. It's not one season, mm-hmm. bruh. Emily Mower says, if everyone pulled their kids out of sports, then things would change.
1: Now, again, I'm just reading some of these because there's a lot that go back and forth. The next one says, Tim, you would lose your livelihood and not be able to feed your kids on principle, but you will willingly censor yourself on YouTube. Frustration is understandable. I appreciate what you do, but you bend like everyone else. So I want to make sure I'll read those criticisms as much as, you know, the, the people who agree with me, the people who disagree with me. I do think they're different in the sense that if... You get off YouTube right now. If every single person, <clears throat> Crowder and me, Stick, Sex and Hammer said, "Okay, we're done. We're off YouTube," then the entire battlefield is just seated to the left because this is where the ideological conflict is happening. If someone came to me and said, if, if if Google emailed me and said, "Send in proof of vaccination, or you're banned from YouTube," I would be banned from YouTube, and I would get in my van and go down by the river, uh, <laughs> or I would just start producing all of my content on Timcast.com, and then. Take a more traditional route, but let me put it very, very simply. If I was forced to have a vaccine mandate or shut my company down, I would shut my company down. If I was forced to do testing, I would shut my company down. I would, I would, I would resign and quit in whatever capacity. I am beholden to nobody else. Nobody, no secret billionaires giving me anything. I can shut it all down whenever I want. And if Google emails me right now and says, provide proof of vaccination for you and your staff or you are banned, I would say, Ban me. Two seconds, and I gotta tell you, part of it would be a great relief. <laughs> people don't seem to understand this, you know. I want to. I want to make sure people understand something, because I'm not saying this to brag, and a lot of people may take it that way. I am by no means poor, and I don't need to work. I do this because I want to, because I believe in it, because it needs to be done, and we need to build Timcast.com. Other, uh, we have two nonprofits. We have the Fediverse nonprofit to create unbannable, open source networking technologies. When you become a member at Timcast, what do we have? We have Ian and crew on calls every single day working to build out this nonprofit, not for money. We've also already filed the paperwork for a fact-checking nonprofit not to make money because these things need to happen. In the event that I actually got banned, I wouldn't just take a van down by the river. I'd put my feet up in a hammock, sip some pina coladas, and just no, relax. No, you
2: would triple down on TimCast. I mean, that's just you. That's well, my so, take of you yes. and your personality.
1: But like, if 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 the if the domain hosts, if like the providers, oh, yeah, if, yeah. If, if if all of our you know <clears throat> data centers, and they all said, "Show us proof or you're out," I'd be out. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm gonna plant some vegetables and you know eat eggs. I'd be like, it's not happening. And you know, th- there's the big challenge, right? That's an effective way to excise people from the ideological conflict but 10 years ago tim <clears throat> would
2: have a totally different perspective
1: i would have yeah no i wouldn't have
2: what do you mean 10 years ago you wouldn't have the same perspective of ban me off of all the stuff i'll just put my feet up and count my money yes, no I you would have been have. put my feet up and be hungry right 10 like, years ago you weren't rich dude
1: 10 10 years ago uh i i, I suppose i suppose the issue here isn't is about having money like when i was homeless at 18 I wasn't never, I never cried about it. I, there was not one day where I was like, this is the worst life imaginable. I was like, I'm gonna sleep on this
2: bench. Well, you knew it was temporary. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. You're a capable, competent person. You knew that you were on your way somewhere else and that was a passing moment.
1: That's, that's never been my frame of mind. My frame of mind has always been the. Moment. Really, at
2: that time on the bench, you thought you were a homeless loser destined to be living in the streets the rest of your life.
1: I never, I never said to myself, "I'm a homeless loser destined to live on the streets." Of I course said, not. I wonder where I'll sleep tomorrow. Right. So uh, I didn't say at my one friend, point. I'll find my myself my in good dimension. friend
2: Ed Latimore made this point very clearly. There's a distinction between being broke and being poor. There's a poor state of mind. There's a broke is a passing moment. That was a passing moment for you. Well, I have a friend from, from Mexico and he said broken. That was
3: his word for broke. I'm broken right now. I can't. I'm broken. And it it was very painful to hear that because it felt like emotionally he was. Yeah. Yeah. You can be broken. It's different than being poor.
1: Justin Green says Thomas Paine had no surviving children. So there's a good point we made. And that's another point too. If your kids don't make it, then there's, then you've lost already. Your your kids are the future. So if you can't, If if you don't have good kids to survive then yeah, but, uh, uh, just on that point, every step of my life, I was always just like, got to do what I got to do. Yeah. I was never like one day looking up at the stars, like I will have it all. Never. No dreams. It wasn't about dreams. It was about like, I'm going to do stuff. And so every day I wake up and I'm thinking about what am I going to do today? there were there were like so the story i tell about the journalists not wanting to give up their apartment i when i worked for vice and i was doing these big you know documentaries we did the kim.com one got like five million views overnight and people are like oh man he's so lucky it's like i was sleeping on my friend's couch i was sleeping on a couch in williamsburg for 300 bucks a night i didn't have a room it was it was difficult
2: i hope it wasn't a night bro that's oh, I'm a, sorry. That's I'm sorry. a rip For yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I would. I would wake
1: up. My, my 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 homie would be smoking weed, and he'd be like sitting in his living room, and so he'd be like he'd be chilling, and I'd just be like groggy and like totally whacked out. Like, I this is so difficult, but uh, you, you got to do what you got to do. You know, and so and
2: that and that that's an excellent. Uh, Cost benefit analysis and investment in yourself and these choices that we make when we're young, when you've got nothing to lose, and that's the time to take risks, time to double down, time to be poor or for passing broke moment, without a poor mindset because you know there's something bigger coming, something bigger coming. You know, just just earlier when we were talking before the show, not to call you out, dude, but you did say ten years ago, you're like, I knew all this was coming. I had dreams.
1: So let me... Yeah, so I'll explain that. When I was 16, I went to some hippie commune where they had a big 1,600 square foot, like 20-foot ceilings. So it was like this one room. And they were like, everybody pitches in 100 bucks a month, and we have this big space with a mini ramp in it. That's what I knew was coming. Mm. That's what I knew I was going to do. I was going to get the space... And it's another story I told where I went to a bunch of my friends like, Hey, let's get this space and let's build a mini ramp. If everyone pitches in a hundred bucks and they were like, build it and then we'll see what we do. So it wasn't that I expected to be wealthy. I expected to be free. Mm. I always knew that no matter what happened, I'd be sitting there being like, life's fun. Yeah. You know, there, there was like, there was a period where, uh, I just drove when I was, uh, like in my early twenties, I went to Seattle. I went to Denver. I went to, uh, eventually went to Los Angeles and I just, did whatever you know life it's crazy to me life is fun now, i never understood you know people who uh become so depressed and hate their lives they would end it because i'm like man you've just given yourself carte blanche you've got no worries like you think it's worthless and it's over you can't do it like now you can do anything because nothing matters right if you've got, got, nothing, go do if you've
2: you got nothing left to lose that's actually a very freeing moment
1: yeah so i remember one day i had an apartment i just like got up and left i had an apartment in chicago and i went to my roommates and i was just like Uh, I'm going to take a car ride to California. Then what? I don't know. I got 200 bucks. Sounds like fun. (laughs) And then I went to California and I, you know, got lucky. Planned to sleep on the beach, but didn't. Look, until until you have
2: kids, everything you're doing is that $200 ride to California, my friend. Just FYI.
1: All right. Austin uh, uh, Aries says, maybe it's time to return to monkey. Exiting society and being self-sufficient seems to be a little extreme, but seems options are becoming limited. Homesteading. Find yourself some. You know. You know. It's crazy. You know. We, we were just looking at five hundred. Was it five six hundred acres of land? Six hundred for half a mil. Oh yeah.
2: That's a, that's a very good price.
1: Hundred acres in, in West massive. Virginia. I'm telling you, dude. West Virginia is the is is,
3: is, is Shh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We were both like, "He's gonna what? open
1: the chest and don't show him where
4: it is." It. Don't say it. Don't say
3: West Virginia's the don't place to go. That. Everyone should move there. Do it now.
2: Well, don't say that yet. Just well, wait, wait what we're get... saying
3: is, if you say it out loud, everyone's wait gonna move there West and change
2: State. it. It's basically. So like, don't West give Virginia
3: secret.
1: is like, <laughs> it's like a, uh, uh, it's 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 this this valley. You know, you, you make it through the ancient tomb into this lost valley, and there's like pterodactyls, and you're like, "What? Where am I?" And there's these massive avocados you pick. You're like, "It's so big." and there's, we got pawpaw paw
3: everywhere. But you're saying West Virginia is like legit and
1: amazing un, kind of untapped state. West Virginia is the place where you can buy a decent parcel of land in the middle of nowhere with no access to utilities where you'll never talk to your friends again and you can have chickens, goats, and grow vegetables and work hard every day and fight off bears. And Starlink. Hey, man. When that happens.
3: Gults, gulch, Gulch. F-
1: IRL. Look, that
2: whole thing you just described plus Starlink is my heaven on earth, <sighs> bro.
1: I think people should do that. I'm doing it. And you can do it in whatever state for the most part. Uh, I, th- I like West Virginia because land is cheap and you can go, uh, into central West Virginia and find a couple acres for like a hundred with a house on it for a hundred grand. And then you've got your chickens, you got your goats.
3: You got Wy- your- Wyoming also is pretty amazing right now, especially for crypto
1: law.
2: Mountainous, but good. Yes. West Virginia, it is literally called the mountain state.
1: But the mountains in Wyoming are very different from the mountains in West Virginia. <laughs> Indeed, they people, are. People come out here and they're like, the Blue Ridge Mountains, are those even mountains? Not real and I'm mountains. like, they're mountains, but they're covered in trees. Shh,
2: they're mountains. Yeah. I was just in Western North Carolina. Is beautiful.
4: Those man. are beautiful. The Blue
2: Ridge is beautiful.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely stunning. Robert Pointer says, Jack, totally with you.
1: Point a gun at me and I can say screw you. Pointed at my kid and it's completely different. Totes. Kids is a giant paradigm shift. I didn't get until he became a father. Yeah. Oh, you're making me not want to have kids.
3: My God. No, I
2: a, that's a testament to how important and valuable I got and worthwhile. Too much worth to throw at.
3: away, man. I
1: can't. I can't risk that them for this.
4: Mm.
1: Waffle Sensei says Luke has been winning all the arguments in the chat tonight. <laughs> Wait, well, Luke changed. Yeah, Luke was supposed to be
2: here you a long started, time ago. Luke? Wait, he's coming back to the studio.
1: Hopefully. Supposed to be. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, he's Luke. He, you no. Know, Does that so,
2: have to sit over there
1: now? No, no. no, no. New <laughs> studio. New studio, bro. New studio. The
2: new <laughs> yeah. table. Oh.
1: Plenty we space.
2: That's a hell of a table. I saw the table and I was like, ETA Damn. one week. All Luke? Right. So Luke.
1: No, for the table. No, for
2: the table. T- oh, studio.
3: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh the construction crew has already started on Chicken City, and that means they're they're pulling guys off of studio uh construction because now it's down to like getting the table done.
2: Yeah, the table and is impressive.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: beautiful, and so they said uh, probably about one week, and that means okay. after that week we have to do camera mounting. No lighting required. Why? Ooh. The whole ceiling is lined with LED it's bars. Incredible!
2: It's so balanced. I'll, yeah. ta- I'll take these. I need a couple more. Man. And we can still we can <laughs>
1: still dim them in, in on both sides and change it. And we're going to do a strip in the middle for for lighting faces. Mm-hmm. But so uh all we got we, we might wall mount the cameras, but once the table's done, it is. Basically, good to go. We need art. That's going to be an issue. We'll hang some stuff up. Uh But I think new studio will be ready to go very soon. Sick, can't wait, Luke. So I, I go downstairs, and we have a receptionist. We have a mail room, and there are boxes that are very heavy, and therefore Luke Rudd and their bullets. <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> and he sent
1: them here to my house. You know what it was? It was just Biden banned Russian imports of ammo, so mm-hmm. Luke was like, and then like we got oh, a bunch. There's
2: of. six tons.
4: Yes. <laughs> In the cool. driveway, whole, right?
1: The now. whole room No. <laughs> Luke's probably mad that I just said that. Uh he, there's some other stuff I don't know. Alright, let's see. We'll we'll uh we'll we'll do a shout-out for Rumble because um Yeah, man. I'm on Rumble. Yeah. I can certainly right. respect the criticisms over being on a platform that uh, censors people and me not just shutting the show down, but uh I have cut half of my show down and we are moving as much as we can to Timcast.com as quickly as we can. Uh like I said, Timcast.com you know, one of the stupidest things I did was try and turn YouTube into a business. Mm. From the beginning, I should have started TimCast.com with member content and articles, and I could have, and I just did not Well, know. no, I
3: think maybe the upside is YouTube is free marketing. Like, they, they push your stuff, and they push you hard. <laughs> well, no, they didn't. They, they No, we're in a bubble, bro. The algorithms were isolated. But they they lifted you out of it. You know, your stuff, the algorithms picked you up and pushed you to a huge market.
1: So that helped in the early days it uh i would say yes definitely not as much as you might think not enough to make it worth it so i greatly regret that we didn't launch a rudimentary timcast.com 2 years ago i had i had my website with some stuff auto popping up on it and i never created the the premium member stuff that i should have and uh it took us a week from launching timcast.com to have it be the dominant portion of the business and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I remember subscriber. that.
2: I remember we were like, we're launching this. And I come back two weeks later and we're like, this is what happened. I'm like,
1: should have done it a long time yeah, ago.
2: But you know what? Like, like YouTube is the equivalent of, of a blog that's just content marketing that you use to just sort of create a secondary thing. And I think it's hard in retrospect to look back and be like, I should have done this, should have done that when you know it's all worked out pretty well.
1: It is. But I, I you know, in, in terms of principle... I could have made a faster move to get away from YouTube. And for advice yeah. for
2: anyone starting out now or working
3: now, start your own thing and start taking direct s- from the user to you subscriptions. So you cut out the middleman and the Fediverse is coming to help Th- this, you this do is, that.
1: This is why another nonprofit that we're setting up is going to create free and open source networking subscription website software. So you don't have to be beholden to anybody and no one can ban you.
2: Okay. Look, this is very valuable information, but like guys, if you're out there actually starting to try to create, if you have no one listening to you, you're not going to have anybody to sign up to your premium stuff.
3: Yeah, you've got to do it all together. You've got to use YouTube. You've got to market. use all these market. markets, all right. of them. Facebook right. ads, if you got to do that. Twitter, start your Minds account, get yeah. your Rumble going, and start your own website where you take subscriptions.
1: I do think it's fair to leverage the platforms of your political rivals to gain access. But
2: Brilliant. Yeah.
1: So anyway, we, we've gone a little long. we got to do the member segment. I'll just do one more shout out. Oh, my God, we Jenna, went long. Janet Partridge says Rumble now has Super Chat with their live stream. Would you consider live streaming on Rumble? We are planning. Uh, it just re- re- it comes down to the development side on our, our website because again we want to we want to do that. We don't want to sacrifice the the battlefield that is YouTube and the in the in the culture war because it, it is the biggest platform and that would be f- foolish. But we also don't want to be providing resources to YouTube. Um, disproportionately benefiting them while they're actively participating in the culture war. So that being said, go to timcast.com, be a member, because not only are you supporting the journalists we're hiring, and I think we're up to like seven or eight now, but you're also supporting the nonprofit work that we're starting to, we're going to be launching. And then once the nonprofits launch formally, because I've just basically been paying for it out of my personal pocket, once they launch, then we can contribute, like our company puts, we'll, we'll put money in there. And then people can start doing more and more work. But the work is being done because people are doing it uh, for passion. Uh, you can follow me at TimCast. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. Jack, you got some stuff to shout out.
2: I do. We are doing a Jack Brunch Tour. You know why? Because we all need food, folks, and fun. We're doing a Sunday social for those of us on the right side of things, whichever way you want to interpret that word right. Those of us on the right side of things, come out, break bread with us, drink some wine with us. New York. We're going to Jersey City because screw those vax mandates in New York City. 926. We're going to Tampa 10 uh, sometime early October. We're going to Nashville. Uh, 10, that's 1010. 10. We're going to Nashville 1024. Go to jackbrunch.com. Follow us on Twitter at Jack Brunch. Hope to see you there. I'll be there live in person. We'll have a great time. Very cool. Did you shout out Jack Murphy live? Jack shot that out, Jack
3: Murphy Live on Twitter on and Twitter. on YouTube. We are. It's h- pretty epic, Jack.
2: 140,000 followers nice. on Twitter. You've come
3: now. so far. And, I have. I, I keep I t- touching everyone's want to see, like, in the five years ago you started. Five I mean, years And now ago. you've created, like, an, I mean, essentially, it's if not an empire. It's the budding of the empire.
2: It is. It's not quite a Tim Cast empire. Right. When
3: I sit next to Tim, and it's like, <laughs> yes. empire, kingdom. You but know, but let's say I'm
2: content, and, the, and, the, and the, the positive impact that we're having on the world, the, the individuals that we're touching, that's what it's all about. for Thank
3: me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Ian Crossland. Peace and love. Follow that guy. Check out my new cooking show. It's
4: coming soon. (laughs) It it
2: won't be called The Joy of Cooking.
4: It will not. No. (laughs) Ian's Crazy Kitchen. Yes. That'll be good. That's actually with two Ks. Two Crazy Kitchens? Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. You guys should follow me on Twitter, but before I tell you where to follow me, I will say that sometimes I get this, uh, why are you guys on YouTube? You're playing their game, whatever. I love the idea of using YouTube to direct people over to our website. Indeed. I think that's brilliant, and I love the idea of using their own tools against them.
2: That's I think some jujitsu right Perfect.
4: there. Let's yes. call it,
1: we've built a bridge that funnels people off of you. Okay. This, is what the, this is what I was being criticized for in, in the mainstream mm-hmm. media when they, when they started slamming the, our website. They were like, he's creating a funnel off of YouTube's safe space into conspiracy BS and stuff like oh, stuff. Radicalizing. Yes. So at least there's that. But uh did you shout out your... No,
4: I didn't. You guys can follow me for more hot takes like that at Sour Patch Lids as I attempt to gain more followers than Sour Patch Kids. Please, is all I care about.
1: <laughs> Timcast.com member segment should be up around 11 or so PM, and we will see you all there. Bye, guys.